0: Are you searching for the best in online black radio? Then go to black talk,
1: radio network.com helping you filter through the noise. Real talk, black talk. And this all ties together with the dairy issue. Um, After I finished my residency in um, uh, the mid-90s at Georgetown, I was working in outpatient outpatient clinic settings. And I would have um, African-Americans come in periodically and tell me that they were having problems with a spastic colon or irritable bowel. And after doing a careful history, it was clear to me they were still eating dairy food. So I would ask them to go home do two weeks with absolutely no dairy, come back and see if the problems uh, had resolved. And in eight to nine out of 10 cases, the problems had disappeared. And I explained to the patients, well, the problem is that you can't tolerate uh, dairy foods and you should stop eating them. And um, the kicker for me came when uh, an older black lady came back and, as with the other patients, the problems had disappeared when she stayed off the dairy. And I said to her, I said, well, you know, you're lactose intolerant. That's why you're having these symptoms. And she looked at me and said, oh, I know that. And I was just really taken aback because I asked her, well, if you know that you can't tolerate dairy foods, why are you still uh, including them in your diet? And she said, because the government says I have to. The dietary guidelines say that uh, all Americans should – you know, include X amount of dairy foods every day. And it was at that point that I really became, um, well, quite frankly, angry, because um, I knew that the federal government was well aware of the fact that the majority of people of color are intolerant of dairy foods, of lactose-containing foods. Uh, Furthermore, they also know that for some reason, African-American women appear to be genetically protected against developing osteoporosis uh, in the absence of some other uh, concomitant disease. And so the reason that dairy foods are promoted to the American public, that is supposedly for protecting bone health, which, and we can come back to this, they actually don't protect your bones. But that reason wasn't even valid for this woman. Yet the government is encouraging her to eat foods it knows will make her sick. And that was clearly a form of uh, institutional racism. And so I went to PCRM, talked with the director, um, and uh, Neil felt as strongly about it as I did. And out of that experience, um, we uh, wrote and published a two-part study called uh, Racial Bias in the US Dietary Guidelines, Part 1 and Part 2. Part one dealt directly with the issue of lactose intolerance in uh, uh, Americans of color. And then part two looked at the larger issue uh, of the fact that a animal food-centered diet promotes and creates excess disease in uh, communities of color and uh, correspondingly premature death uh, and disability. And uh, those papers were published In uh, 1999, uh, in the Journal of the National Medical Association, and once they were published, um, the uh, North American uh, then-vegetarian, now-vegan society, invited PCRM to come to their uh, annual conference called Vegetarian Summerfest. It's now been changed to Vegan Summerfest, by the way, and present our findings. And so I was selected to go And um, Vegan Summerfest is an amazing experience, a a four-and-a-half-day conference uh, where um, NAVS, or the North American Vegan Society, takes over the University of Pittsburgh at Johnstown, brings in their own chef, um, and the entire environment is completely vegan. And uh, being uh, just immersed in that environment and learning not only the health issues associated uh, b- beyond lactose intolerance, uh, in terms of uh, the you know excess uh, promotion, of cancer, uh, um, uh, autoimmune problems, and so forth, but it also the cruelty associated with uh, the production of not only dairy foods but eggs uh, is what helped me realize that I needed to eliminate those things from my diet. And so around 2000, I transitioned to vegan. Um, So I've been plant-based for over 40 years. I haven't had any meat uh, and then vegan essentially uh, essentially since the uh, uh,
2: millennium. There's so many deep layers of uh, the dangers of dairy. From many of what you just talked about, cancer, diabetes, uh, obesity, hypertension, autoimmune um, disorders, all the way to industrialized or institutionalized racism. And we're going to go deep into that.
3: Indeed. Indeed. Context of white supremacy gusty renegade and for another broadcast hopefully to share constructive information on the system of white supremacy today's date Monday January 18 2021 so I have been told uh, Dr. King's holiday uh, they also tell me if folks are doing anything. I guess they have virtual celebrations and things happening in some places trying to mitigate safety and all the rest of it. Uh, I think our subject matter for today very much, uh, related to Dr. King's, uh, ambitions, drum major for justice. I think, uh, one of his nicknames, uh, very much related to his goals, uh, and trying to replace white supremacy with justice, man, being able to have healthy food, Right up there. High priority. Uh, We've been known some time for saying uh, plant based eating counters racism. Uh, One of the major themes, uh, if it was not for the whole covid situation, I think we would have probably done uh, some more counter racist yoga retreats. uh, But at least the three that we've done thus far, uh, we talked about that repeatedly uh, and saying taking excellent care of yourself, uh, eating great healthy foods that are going to build your body up so that you have the vitality to solve this problem. Key components of white supremacy, racism. Uh, our guest for today, the audio uh, segment, in fact, we heard Dr. Milton Mills. He is not our guest for today, but he was talking to our guest, uh, for today's broadcast. I'm a big fan uh, of his work. Hopefully if we Can do quality work, we'll get some assistance from our guest and being able to chat it up with Dr. Mills. Also, folks can check out some of his great research online if you need information for yourself uh, in terms of motivation to be inspired to eat better. Uh, And think every time you sit down, what you have on that fork, on that plate. That right there is how you can work against racism, white supremacy. Uh, But you can check out Dr. uh, Milton Mills work uh, for yourself or if you need other folks who need information to help convince them to do the same share. Uh, But I found our guest for today's broadcast. uh, I think I was looking for information. Dr. Mills, Uh, we talked about his work before uh, and I saw a lot of her work in addition to talking about the importance of plant-based eating and not consuming dairy she also talked about racism white supremacy some of which in the segment that you just heard industrialized racism no less uh but she also on her podcast uh switch for good they have talked to a number of folks uh borough president eric adams uh in the new york area uh, eric johnson as well in the baltimore baltimore maryland area uh, about racism white supremacy with regards to uh, quality food access uh, for black people non-white people in this area of the world Uh, so i thought it would be grand to have her on the program to address those very topics uh, and then on a day like today Uh, you can check out some of her work as i said on her podcast switch for good all about doing more ditching dairy Uh, she is in the documentary film or films plural actually uh, game changer which is all about professional athletes some of them are not necessarily professional but lots of them professional athletes uh, who compete at the highest levels Uh, professional football players like all different types of athletics uh, who are plant-based and doing extremely well Uh, she is featured as one of those professional athletes Uh, she's also in the film personal gold Uh, which documents uh, their triumph at the 2012 uh, London Olympics, uh, getting a silver medal. Uh, In fact, uh, she is credited, I believe, still with being the oldest athlete in her division to get a medal. And I think she credits uh, plant-based eating with being a contributing factor to that. And if you watch that documentary, you will see Kobe Bryant in the stands watching rooting them on. The late great Kobe Bryant, <laughs> real hoot to have her on the pro, uh, program. Joining us live, our guest, uh, Miss Dotsie Bouch. Uh, Miss Bouch, you with us?
2: I am. Thank you so much. It's it's really, really an honor to be on your show and be interviewed on Martin Luther King Day.
3: For sure, glad to have you with us. Uh, we'll try and cover as much as we possibly can. Uh, for listeners, uh, if you have questions, the number is 720-716-7300, the code five six four pound, press star 6-1. If you would like to participate, get a hand up, do not be bashful. Uh, we'll try and get to the phone lines immediately to make sure we do not miss listeners, star 6 one if you have a question, uh, Ms. Bausch, uh, for listeners, if they have not seen your many films and num- numerous triumphs and what have you, uh, any brief info you'd like to tell folks about who you are and the work that you do. Oh, so
2: thanks. Uh, first of all, uh, I, I'm going to state, uh, since we're on the radio and not on TV, I am white as hell. I, uh, I, it's, 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 it's a real honor to be on on MLK Day and I um, I don't take it lightly. And I do want to say that I am uh, working hard uh, for food justice and I am currently uh, in a book club with five other white people working through the book Meat and White Supremacy by Layla Saad. So if there's any other white people out there that are listening, I highly suggest going through that book. It, it is set up. To be done in a book club, it is a journey. Uh, there's a lot of note taking, um, and I have gotten to dive deep into my uh, my white privilege, um, white fragility, um, the white supremacy society that that we have clearly set up. And um, I just I just wanted to throw that out there because uh, it's it's changing so much inside my heart and soul and. It's helping me to become a better ancestor as, uh, as Layla says, uh, the author of the book, um, that it will do. So, um, anyway, uh, I, I am an, um, an Olympian and, uh, started out not as an athlete at all in my, uh, younger years. Um, I was, uh, uh, a drug addicted, uh, anorexic and, um, spent A lot of years, it's really sick, and my sport in Olympics is cycling, and cycling ended up being kind of a vehicle through my recovery journey uh, that I just did for fun and enjoyment and just to get fresh air and um, start to work through all of my demons, and it ended up uh, turning into uh, a living, and my passion turned into a living, but it stayed my passion throughout uh, my whole career, and ended um, that journey uh, at the 2012 Olympic Games, like you said. So uh, throughout that last part of, of my journey to the Olympic Games, I changed over to a plant-based diet um, for to stand up for justice for all beings, all living beings. So yes, that means the animals that we eat and, and on our plate and um, the products from those animals. But the secret that I uncovered through my journey of plant-based eating was that of incredible um, health aspects and performance enhancement, which I wasn't expecting. I honestly, when I started the plant-based journey, I, I had some coaches and nutritionists that said, you know, you're going to ruin your chance of going to the Olympics by <laughs> eating a plant-based diet. And I got to say, I, I, you know, I, I, I believed them in a way, you know, I, I thought they, they might be right, but um, I, I there was no going back at that point. Um, I just knew that I wanted to um, start living in alignment with my core values, which are compassion and love and empathy to all. And if I love something, it doesn't include eating it, obviously. So uh, there was no going back. I wasn't going to be putting an animal um, on my plate ever again. So I I, ch- I charted down the journey and uh found great performance um effects from eating a plant-based diet and that is what is uh, chronicled in the uh documentary the game changers on Netflix that you were just speaking about so not just me but like you said many 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 other athletes uh olympians and NFL players NBA MLB uh it's a it's a good film and it was it was um produced by James Cameron he always he always makes great films so do check that out if if you guys feel like it
3: Awesome. Excellent introduction. I think uh, Dr. Ruby Lathan, uh, she's been with us many times before. She recommended folks check out that film also and recommended that folks ditch the dairy. Uh, You can get more information. uh, Switch for good uh, about Miss Bausch. Uh, She did say white as hell important since we are on radio. And if you have not seen her, cause that is a question I always ask. I think you might be one of, we've been on the air for 12 years. We've interviewed many, many white people. I think this is one of the few times where
4: yeah. you
3: beat me to the question. I didn't even have to ask, are you classified as white? <laughs> yes, white as hell. No ambiguity, no pussy footing. If you can be as direct Yo. in answering our questions while hanging out with us today. We will be making progress and appreciative. Um, you share. I will. I will. <laughs> awesome. Uh, we have a book club here as well. So I was paying attention. I'll have to check out Me and White Supremacy uh, once we get off the air. Um, listeners can check that out too. Reading is more important than watching uh, television uh, on this program. And I paid attention on one of your uh, podcasts. And even as you were speaking, you were talking about uh, white privilege and white fragility. And I was reminded of your podcast with uh, Eric Johnson, who I believe talked about his neighborhood in Baltimore and how they Mm -hmm. were about resistance. And in fact, even the impact of being there when Dr. King was assassinated in 1968. But anyway, on that podcast, you Mm -hmm. all were talking about words and specifically he used the word uh, food apartheid as opposed to food deserts Uh, and Mm -hmm. he was explaining the difference and words being important which is something that we emphasize on this broadcast Mm -hmm. all the time Uh, and in fact encouraging listeners not to use terms like white privilege because that's pussyfooting we're not really being direct about what the problem is Uh, on this program i use the words racism The term white supremacy, I use them as synonyms and I use the same definition for both terms. The definition I use is as follows. A global system of people who classify themselves as white and are dedicated to abusing and or subjugating everyone in the known universe whom they classify as not white. Do you think such a system exists? Do you think that definition is accurate?
2: You're asking me, right? Not the yes, ma'am. people to call in? Asking okay. you, yes, ma'am. I <laughs> try to answer. Yeah. Um, in, in the book that I'm working through uh, by Layla Sad, as I mentioned, um, she classifies it, even goes a step further, I, in my opinion, from what you just said, and that it's a, a belief that other humans are biologically different than that person who has that belief. Um, and that there are humans that are better than others based on that biological, based on those biological differences. Um, but so I, I don't believe there's biological differences and I don't believe that any one of us are on top of another in any kind of classification or class system of any sort. Um, but I, I certainly see and believe deeply that white supremacy exists. I feel like I almost see it every day now that my eyes are so much more opened uh, than they were. Uh, I grew up in middle class uh, in the South in Kentucky, uh, and my high school was segregated. Like I grew up in the '80s it's wild to say to even because I don't feel like I'm that old I guess I'm 47 um, but but it was um, it was it, it it was there was a there was a separation um, and it was blatantly obvious to me now and back then it wasn't so I've come a long way in 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 making myself uh, you know just it as it, it, vehemently aware of what is happening, what my role in is in it is and how I can play the teeny tiniest part in unraveling it as a white person.
3: Hmm. Okay. I I did want to point out just one quick thing. Uh, It's not Mm -hmm. wild that your school was segregated in the 1980s. It's like pretty widely reported and I've never even heard it challenged uh, that schools are more segregated now than they were at the time of the Brown versus Board of Education decision. So it's not wild at all. It's standard yeah. operating procedure. It
2: wasn't legal oh, anymore, but, though. But right? hang like on, hang it, on one second. But it still I,
3: was. Hang on one second, because I did want to. That was just pointing out. I don't think it's been legal at any point, even in 1954, per se, because, yeah, but that's another point. Anyway, um, the okay. the main point was my question was not answered about the definition because you pivoted to the definition in the book. I didn't say anything about biology or difference. And that's what I mean about answering questions directly. And if you don't agree, that's fine. We've had lots of folks on the program. Some of them agree with the definition. Some of them don't, it's no problem, but it's very important for me to know if we just, where we stand on the system of white supremacy per the definition that I gave. If you don't agree, that's fine. I just need to know I'm talking to someone who doesn't think that that system exists. So I'll give the definition again. A global system of people who classify themselves as white and are dedicated to abusing and or subjugating everyone in the known universe whom they classify as not white. Is the definition accurate? does such a system exist?
2: Yeah, I, I think a system exists. That's, that's what I mentioned after Layla's definition. I was just trying to add to it. But yes, it absolutely exists. 100%. In my opinion.
3: <laughs> that definition is accurate?
2: For me, it is. Okay. Yes.
3: Much obliged. If you don't agree, like I said, that's fine too. Just point out things and that's yeah. will be great oh, room for for a dialogue you you mentioned yeah. i was going to ask this one anyway you beat me to it you just told us grew up in kentucky segregated uh high school because you mentioned that mm-hmm. in the film when you were talking about i didn't know anything about being vegan i grew up eating meat and barbecue and all that i grew up in kentucky uh and i was gonna say man if you have been, grew up in kentucky and then you added more segregated high school like we one i guess i could mm-hmm. pause for brianna taylor And then I guess the other part would be if you grew up in Kentucky segregated high school, you had to have heard a racist joke or 12 maybe. Yes.
2: You know, I, I, I have to honestly say, I don't remember. I don't, and that's not saying that there, that there weren't there and they didn't happen, but it's not a recollection of mine, like multiple, um, or even one or two racist jokes within the people that I was, you know, hanging out with experiencing, spending time with, but I don't have a great memory in general. So (laughs) no, I don't, I don't, I don't recall that. And I've tried to, as I'm, as I'm traversing through this book with my book club, because a lot of those questions come up. Um, so I've really been pulling at my, my memory bank, um,
3: yeah. Do you think it's it It would seem reasonable or logical to suspect that a white person growing up in so-called segregated Kentucky, 1980s, really even 2020s, but 1980s, 1970s. Mm-hmm. Do you think it would be reasonable to suspect that a white person in that environment probably may have heard a racist joke or 12?
2: Mm-hmm. Well, of course. Okay. Yes. Yeah.
3: I'm uh, just pointing out for our listeners. We've been on the air for 12 years. So I try to pick out patterns. What have you seen in a dozen years? <sighs> that is a big one. Mm-hmm. We've had lots of white people on the program and we've had some white people who said, Oh yeah, I heard a thousand racist jokes. Like literally I heard a thousand growing cause they grew up wherever Kentucky, South Carolina, someplace like that. Mm-hmm. I said, Oh man, can you mm-hmm. share one? Cause I found that many times white people, They are dishonest when they speak to non-white people about racism. And I found Mm. that one of the times that Mm. they are very honest is in racist jokes. So I say, let's just unpack them. Let's share. Let's (laughs) see what's in the joke. So I'll ask you've heard a thousand. Let's hear one. Every white person almost (laughs) unanimously. Oh, I can't remember. It's like, man, well, if you heard a thousand, like, yeah, I try not to. Hmm. We've had lots of different, but that is enough standard operating procedure. We cannot get a racist joke from a white guest on the program, even when today you said you don't remember. But a lot of times we've had folks who said, oh, yeah, I heard, as I said, a thousand hundreds of them uh, going up. But I just can't remember one to share. If you do remember one during the course of the program, please share. Uh, I guess since you okay. if you can't remember a racist joke, though, I mean that would have to be, an. I mean, if you grow, you are in a so-called segregated high school, what type of rules were there about? You, would you get in trouble if they caught you hanging out with black people? Like, what sort of rules were there about conduct?
2: No, not at all. The segregation in you know, obviously, like you said, even though it wasn't legal, it's still happening. So it, it's more in my mind's eye that I'm. Speaking about the segregation, there weren't any any rules at all. It was just in the lunchroom, in the hangout area, in the parking lot, it was just black people and white people, and they were separated. There was just not, I don't recall very much intermixing, interacting, and and being together. So it it felt uh, very segregated to me as I look back. When it was happening... I thought it was normal. That's part of the problem, right? It seems normal, um, at the time. But as I look back, it, it, it wasn't, or it was the norm, but it wasn't okay. And I don't know why, um, I didn't ask questions back then, but I'm asking questions now.
3: Hmm. Uh, you, have you paid attention? I mentioned Breonna Taylor. Have you uh, paid attention at all to what's been happening with the protests and everything there?
2: Yes, I was actually there, uh, when her verdict came out. I was visiting my family. My whole family is still there. Um, so it was very, uh, it was top of mind, even if I was back in LA, but it was, uh, they also, you know, um, right in front of us uh, on the television and everything. So it was, it, was, it was hyper aware that it was unfolding and taking place and what was happening. So I was there that night.
3: Were you like you were just watching, or were you out actually protesting, or
2: no, I was in Louisville. I had literally just landed like my mm-hmm. flight landed i don't know like two hours man no, probably three or four hours before the protest started. It was still light outside. Um, well, maybe they were going on when I landed, but anyway, I landed and turned on the t v when we got home, and they were they were happening, so
3: got it okay, context of white supremacy that system of racism, white supremacy is exactly why the Breonna Taylor, these type of incidents happen.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, mm-hmm. our guest today, Dots Dotsie Bausch. again, if you have questions, seven two zero seven one six seven three hundred. the code five, six, four, nine, four, three pound press star six, one. If you would like to participate, uh, I was going to ask a food question, but then I paused, uh, because I don't, Particularly enjoy hearing uh, ad hoc medical suggestions from people who do not have medical qualifications, uh, and the same kind of applies for food. And I said, Wait a minute, you have a degree in plant based nutrition. Is that true? Yes, correct. Wow, wow, very impressive. Okay. So we definitely wanted to make sure I get in some, some food questions as well. Uh, it's a big topic of yours. You were talking about that with Dr. Milton Mills. You brought him into your switch for good conference. Uh, why are you so passionate about getting people to discontinue their dairy habit?
2: Well, so many reasons. Um, you know, it, it, it definitely has a lot to do with food justice um, Food is uh, a political act, and and our choices, each and every one of us, uh, that we make, impact the lives of others, right? And it's 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 whether we're conscious about it or not, uh, it's it's taking place. And for as long as I can remember, we've been told that dairy benefits our body. Um, but the truth of the matter is, and this is where the the food justice comes in, and and, and to food politics as well. Um, almost seventy percent. Of the world's population is completely intolerant to digesting uh, cow's milk. And the rates are disproportionately higher, up to 98% among Blacks and Asians, uh, Native Americans, Latinx populations. Uh, but here in America, anyway, despite this, the American government um, promotes dairy to the public as a healthy and even necessary food. And that right there is an act of dietary racism. Um, that and how the other beings in this system are treated, meaning the animals, those two reasons are front and center at the forefront for me of why I care so deeply. Um, but we can certainly talk about uh, health and nutrition and performance uh, as well and eliminating dairy and why, uh I saw such a lift in my uh output and my strength and my virility and my energy uh when I ditched dairy, if you would like to. But the the, the this this show is um a lot I can tell very much um about all types of, of justice and, and rights and wrongs. So I think it's an interest it's an interesting uh aspect of dairy to dive into.
3: For sure. Uh, All of that is true. But uh, I also I'm a certified yoga instructor and I'm plant based myself. And uh, I do try Mm -hmm. to promote healthy eating. We've done yoga retreats and uh, we try to do a lot in terms of encouraging uh, healthy, absolutely connected to replacing white supremacy with justice. But I mean. Even if once we establish justice, I would still probably do a lot of encouraging people to put that milk down and unhand that bacon. Uh, Let's eat well and all the rest of it. So uh, and and just because uh, I shared with listeners, let's see. So I've been plant based for approximately three years now. Uh, Four years ago, this time, uh, I weighed close to 300 pounds. Uh, i've been since being plant based i've been about two o five and I think being plant based yoga obviously getting some exercise had a lot to do with it but I think being plant based has had an extraordinary impact on uh me being a lot healthier, feeling better, and uh just overall vitality and quality of life. So I think for listeners, inspiration for listeners, inspiration for listeners. So absolutely, if you want, we've got a silver Olympic silver medalist. That's something to brag about. Absolutely. If you want to give a little more detail about how dumping the the dairy improved your performance, I think folks would appreciate that too.
2: Yes, of course, of course. Well, so I think you have to look at uh, to starters, you know, what milk is, right? So it's the secretion of the mammary glam of the uh bovine species of cow. Uh and it is meant very specifically, as all mammalian breast milk is, to grow uh, their young, to grow a baby cow. Uh and so when you when you look at the the um aspects of cow's milk, like all you know, mother's breast milk, there are of course some nutrients, key nutrients, important nutrients, both both from a macronutrient aspect and a micronutrient aspect that are that are great, that are awesome, that are important, right? You've got protein, carbohydrates, fats, you've got, you know, you've got some potassium, you've got some calcium, things that we need. And you would expect that because it's breast milk. It's gotta have some good stuff. But the problem with dairy is the dairy industry and you know, a.k.a. our U.S. government, which we can kind of go into the food politics later, has been pushing uh, dairy on all Americans uh, forever. Uh, and they use these nutrients that are in there as if that is, uh, you know, the reason, the, the reason and the only reason that you should consume this and, and really befuddle and uh, twist the reality about dairy uh, to Americans, especially because that's that's really who pushes it the most in terms of worldwide, um, uh, you know, encouragement of dairy foods. Um, but dairy is, uh, is, is wrought with, um, big inflammation, uh, aspects. Uh, it creates uh, an incredible amount of inflammation and oxidative stress, mainly because it is not a substance that our body recognizes. (laughs) Imagine that, uh so as it wouldn't for, from anybody any any mammalian, other mammalian breast milk and so when our when something comes into our body that it doesn't recognize um our body mounts a de- defense system and that is in the form of inflammation so it's important to know that you know yes inflammation ac- you know, acute inflammation like when you sprain your ankle and your ankle swells uh is a natural response Um, to breaking down tissues and healing, but chronic inflammation as it comes in with uh continued use of a certain type of food or smoking or eating pesticides or chemicals on your food, that type of inflammation, the chronic inflammation is what is the precipitous to um, many of our number one, our number one, number two, number three killers in the United States. Um, So heart disease, um, type two diabetes and different types of cancers. So moving cancer is a good point moving, at, you know, kind of out of performance and into health. Uh, there's multiple studies and they're all cited on the switch for good website um, under improved health uh, as a reason for ditching dairy, but because of the incredible high levels of estrogen, testosterone, and progesterone in mother's breast milk, in the cow's mother's breast milk. And and these aren't cows like they were a hundred years ago. These cows are being milked while they're already impregnated for the next baby. So you're getting, uh, let's call it a double dose of, uh, really strong mammalian estrogens. And so there's multiple studies that show a tie between cow's milk or dairy and hormonal based cancers, so prostate cancer, breast cancer, ovarian cancer, uterine cancer. Uh, that right there scares the hell out of me. Uh, you know, you'll hear people say, oh, be careful with the soy, the plant estrogen, the phytoestrogens when they are guzzling in animal based foods, um, a un- unbelievable amount of, um, you know, live active, uh, hormones that are wrecking havoc. So those are, those are, a, those are a few things. So as an athlete, let's, let's go back to that. Uh, less inflammation and less oxidative stress are, are really what an athlete is after, right? We want to repair and recover as fast as we possibly can so we can get to the next training day because you're not getting stronger in training, you're getting stronger when you repair from training, and when you're repairing from training, you don't. You're already inflamed because you're you're breaking down tissues and muscles because you're training so hard. So you don't want to add to that inflammation by the food that's coming into your body. So because of that, uh, I because of you know ditching dairy and ditching all animal foods, I was able to repair faster than I had ever been able to in my entire career. I mean, it, it was it was almost. It was just, it, it was, it freaked me out because I didn't, I didn't really know what was happening. And like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, I, I kind of thought the dietitians and the coaches were probably right. I thought, you know, I'm not going to be able to grow tissue and repair like I used to on an animal based diet, on a plant based diet. Um, and so it was shocking for me to start feeling um, just ex- an incredible amount of energy and an ability to come back and back and back faster and faster in between interval sessions, in between workout sessions, and then in between um, day-to-day, so recovering and repair overnight.
3: Mm. Context of white supremacy. If you watch Game Changers... You will hear lots of folks, professional uh, football players, uh, mixed martial arts fighters, like folks in all different aspects, uh, professional bodybuilders, weightlifters, saying the exact same thing, like getting uh, the dairy, getting the meat out of the diet, huge, and I can speak for myself, uh, felt a huge difference uh, once I started practicing every day and not eating the meat-based products, enormous difference. Um, We had uh, we do have a book club, uh, Andrea Freeman. Uh, She was a guest on the program last year. Uh, We talked about her book, Skimmed, Breastfeeding, Race and Injustice. Uh, She on page nine, she writes milk provides a particularly cogent example of how food policy has a disproportionate impact on black communities. Most people, except for Scandinavian whites, are lactose intolerant making it difficult for them to digest milk. Even more seriously, research links milk consumption to a plethora of health problems, including heart disease, cancer, and diabetes. These health issues have led to a steep decline in milk sales for the past 40 years. Nonetheless, the USDA continues to subsidize dairy farmers and to dispose of the resulting milk surplus Through its nutrition programs, equally disturbing, neo-Nazi groups view white's lactose tolerance as a symbol of racial superiority and purity. They communicate this belief through emojis, hashtags, blog posts, and public displays of shirtless milk chugging. This is in skimmed. Breastfeeding, Race and Injustice, Andrea Freeman. That's just uh, like a little, that's for context at the beginning of her book on page nine. Most of the book is about the campaign uh, in the middle of the 1900s to get black moms to use formula uh, as opposed to breastfeeding their children, which is like way bad decision. Uh, But I brought this up. One, I think this echoes almost everything you just said, except for the uh, Nazis chugging shirtless part it uh, pretty much diabetes, all the deleterious health effects repeating, but the reason I read this is because I asked uh Miss Freeman when she was on the program, I said, Wow, if the federal government they're subsidizing milk and then you've got all these black- as you stated all these non white people are lactose intolerant, and then her book specifically she's about she 's writing about them deliberately promoting campaigns to get black moms to not breastfeed their children which would be best but to use formula instead dairy is that chemical and biological warfare When we talk about words are important and what this mm-hmm. is is that chemical and biological warfare and she was stumped she said i have to think about it i hadn't considered it and i told her being truthful i said i hadn't considered it either until I read her book, and I started reading this information, like, wow, that's what this is. This is just like the Flint water situation. That's what I told her. It's just like the Flint water situation. I'll pose the same question to you: Is it chemical and biological warfare promoting, subsidizing, and promoting dairy to non-white populations who are predominantly lactose intolerant?
2: It's definitely biological warfare. I very much agree with you there, um, and I, 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 I have to add something that I think is just, it's so maddening and so ridiculous about the white neo-Nazis thinking they're superior because they're lactose intolerant. The truth is people who are lactose tolerant are the weird ones. We are biologically set to have our lactase enzyme, which is the enzyme in our gut, that helps us to digest lactose, the sugar in all mothers' breast milk. So we are designed to have that turn off around the age of five or six. In most children, it turns off around the age of five or six. Totally normal. That's what's supposed to happen. In some white people, most white people, I'm one of them, I'm not lactose intolerant. We have genetically mutated that gene to stay on past breastfeeding years. So... People that cannot digest lactose as adults are normal. That's a normal biological function. I am abnormal. So those white neo-Nazi idiots are abnormal. They're not normal. What happened? They have genetic mutations, which I don't know. I think somebody needs to tell them that because it's so. It's just so – well, I won't go on a rant about them. But anyway, it's important to know that information, I think. Uh, to really understand what lactose intolerance is. And um, it is uh, it is normal to be lactose intolerant. And I feel like at some point, some white man pointed out and was like, and called and, and you know, named it that, you're lactose intolerant, like it's a bad thing. It's totally normal if you're an adult and you can't digest freaking breast milk because maybe we're supposed to stop breastfeeding around age four, five, six, seven, whatever it is.
3: Wow, Dr. Francis Cress Welsing mm, on Dr. King's holiday. I'm sure she has a huge smile Wowie. context (laughs) of white supremacy. Our guest, uh, Dotsie Bausch, Uh, I I did want to pause one second, though, because she said she was thinking that it could have been some white man uh, who started this campaign. And, oh, we're so superior because we can chug milk. Uh, how do you know it wasn't a white woman?
2: I definitely don't know. I'm just making an assumption. I just feel it in my gut. Have no idea who it was.
3: Okay. I ask that question because I found uh, that is often the default uh, in terms of how we have been trained. Everybody really not. Well, how I'll say how non-white people have been trained uh, to think and talk about racism. White supremacy is that it is white male patriarchy, white male supremacy, white men, white men. And I maintain uh, emphatically you. We would not have a system of white supremacy without Dotsie Bouches white women being actively involved in participating in the system of racism, white supremacy. So I guess let's get to your response to that. Since, as you said at the yeah. beginning, you are a hell of a white woman.
5: Oh,
2: I just said, I'm, I'm white. I'm very white. I don't know if I'm a hell of a one, but maybe I am. Um, I, we've been milking cows, they think for about 6,000 years or so. Um, I have never seen a woman in any of those neo-Nazi white supremacy milk chugging videos where the men are wearing diapers. Um, and when I watched on January 6th, I counted four women that I saw. I do think we would, I do think obviously all white people play a part, but I do think white supremacy would exist if there were no women, women. I think the white men would would have, would have had it up and running without women there um for sure but that's just my opinion obviously
3: <laughs> she said she counted six white women Indeed, we uh I wasn't even making an effort to find white women in reports and one of the reports that we aired was a BBC segment so it wasn't even you know domestic media and mm-hmm. they found white women uh, even the BBC the foreign journalists bumped into white women who you have to go back in in the archives she was she was uh she was not talking about <laughs> chugging milk she was talking about spilling blood she was serious <laughs> dedicated yeah, yeah, dedicated yeah, yeah. Yeah. uh speaking of yeah. the the thing in dc did you see uh there was one of your olympic uh brethren Clete keller gold medalist uh was out there uh in dc terrorizing and and engaging in treasonous activity as well Cleet keller did you see that
2: No, would have rather not known that, but, but thank you for sharing. I'm just teasing you. I did not know that. I did not. uh, I'm sure there was one of every type out there. I'm sadly, but I didn't.
3: He turned himself gracious. The report I saw today or I I saw last week that he apparently was there. And then the report I saw today, he turned himself into uh, authorities, but Yes, five, I think they said five-time wow. Olympic gold medalist. Uh, he was on the team with Michael Phelps and everything, and he's out. Oh, he's in, a swimmer. Yes, 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 and uh, okay. he's out in in DC. Uh, four more years. MAGA. They stole the election. Oh, good God. <laughs> like, uh, system. Lord help us. <laughs> of white supremacy. Let's yeah. see, I'll nab some of our callers as yeah. we go. As I said. Uh, let's see. The person who dialed in uh, nine zero two nine nine zero two nine. If you have a question uh, for Miss Bausch, uh, you should be with us. Uh,
5: greetings, Miss Bausch. Um, uh, greetings, Gus. Thank you for coming on the show. Sure, sir. Um, basically, I have a couple of questions, but I just want to get to a, some main ones. Actually. Um, Who do you think is more confused about racism, white supremacy, um, non-white people or white people?
2: Who I think is more confused, probably definitely white people. I I, I think we're just at the very beginning of unraveling our history. So confused, probably white people.
5: Yeah. Okay, Okay, All right. I wanted to um, also state I'm I'm currently I'm I'm a cyclist. I just literally um, got back. I used to do mountain biking a little bit more, but now I got back a road bike, uh, a Shimano. Uh, and um, when I uh-huh. found out you were on the show, I was yeah, I was very curious to see if you had any kind of tips, any kind of uh, basic things I should um, focus in on in my my journey on. You know, becoming a better cyclist—just um, some things that you should pro- uh, should probably uh, do while I'm riding. If you have any,
2: yeah. So you're riding the road, then, right? That, not mountain bike. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Okay. Good. Um, well, I think looking back, uh, and, and this this isn't me- you know about the mechanics or anything, but um, don't don't lose the fun and the joy. What what I experienced uh, throughout my career was you know the the spark of the you know technological movement as it relates to bicycles uh, so you know by the end of my career, we were tracking literally everything and as you well know, you know the age at the dawn of power meters, which was you know in the late nineties uh, you can track every minute, every second, every pedal stroke, every revolution, every breath, every heartbeat and Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think it can ruin the joy if you get too uh, too deep into it. I know for me, I came home from Olympic Games and ripped every computer off my bike, and I haven't looked at one since. And I have been able to um, reconnect with just the joy of riding a bike. So don't get too techy. That's a, that's probably uh, I think the, the 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 best advice is it's it's really easy to do, um, but. Uh, second would be make sure that you have uh, a great bike fit because if you're not yes, I, comfortable, right? Okay, go ahead.
5: I I, no, I apologize for interrupting you there. I literally just did that yesterday, and um, that's with the, um, <laughs> the gentleman at the. It was a non-white male, um, um, and he informed me. He said, "This is where your bike takes on your." Um, your dimension, so to speak. It, it will take on your form. And you bought the bike that's your right size, but now you have a bike that's your fit. And I immediately, I will have to admit, I immediately saw the difference as I was riding. Um, my Even just the torque when I was just pedaling, it was just totally different comfort level. Mm-hmm. Um, there are mechanics that I'm still getting used to as far as posture. But it was definitely a clear difference in writing that I, I, I literally have not seen before since I've been writing most of my life, and I, I'm so glad I went and I got the fit. And I still don't have um, toe clips. I'm still writing. I'm writing with a, with pedals that have toe clips, but I haven't bought the shoes for the toe clips. Um, it was obviously it was an expensive purchase, but well worth it considering the circumstances.
2: Yeah. I'm glad you did that. It's it's huge. I mean, it really is everything to be able to not only be comfortable, but to, to be able to optimize your output uh as far as, you know, it, 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 where your body is on the bike and where the power is coming from and your power center from your your hips and uh, and uh your glutes and your quads. You want to be able to use all of your muscles, not just some of your muscles. And it's a bad bike fiddle, have you using some of them. So when you do get toe clips, um, tip for that, make sure you have them, set uh really really loose which will be a setting on the pedal itself not on the cleat but you'll be able to Mm. um set them very loose like for example you're you as you move along you're going to want them tighter because you can't you wouldn't want to sprint per se out of the saddle with loose pedals right because you come out but as you're learning keep them loose because if you come to a stoplight and you forget a really quick, smooth, easy ankle twist will get you out of them if they're too tight. You're, you'll fall over at the stoplight, and then you'll be frustrated. So, as you're learning, keep those pedals, uh, keep them loose, so you can get out really easily. Because it's it's hard to remember
5: when you're first starting out with <laughs> that
2: you're clipped in. It's like um, you know when you're I, just used to tennis shoes. But
5: I understand. I I I have another question, but I think you want to continue, Gus, with uh, other callers, possibly.
3: Sure. Well, I'll circle back and see if we can get your last one before she departs. Uh, thank you for being, uh, mindful of other folks. Yes, sir. Uh, retired firefighter in Florida. Did you have a question for Miss Bausch? Uh, you should be with us, sir.
0: Yes, sir. Greetings, uh, to the guests and greetings, uh, to everyone. Uh, my questions are more, uh, political than they are scientific. Uh, question number, Number one, uh, do you think, I'm talking to the guests, do you think, uh, uh, which one do you think is the more financially better plant-based products or meat-based products? I- I'm talking about for the producer as well as the consumer.
2: Well, in America, the way the government has set up, has it set up, and the subsidies that they provide to the meat and dairy industry, you're going to have a much cheaper meal if you go to McDonald's and get a burger versus a salad, as you you know, as we all know. I you know, I think a burger is a, you know, maybe it's under a couple of dollars, and salad is going to be seven or eight dollars. Um, you will pay that money back with open heart surgery after you have a lifetime of of, of eating animal based foods, but if we could take the word product out for just a moment, uh, you will find a whole foods plant-based diet made up of potatoes, grains, nuts, seeds, and dried fruits to be much less expensive than at the grocery store. If you were to fill your cart uh, with meat and dairy. So, that obviously is not taking products out. That means that you're not buying, you know, Beyond Burgers and, uh, you know, steak chicken and, you know, cashew cheese. Those I consider products and some of them are wonderful and, and awesome and great for a transition. And I, you know, champion them. But if you if you take those out and you just stick to the ground, things that grow in the ground and in trees um, and you buy in bulk and in season, it's the cheapest diet in the world.
0: Thank you. Uh, question number two, I, I think I heard uh, your uh, expressions of uh, uh, animals. Uh, and uh, my question is, is it a contradiction that a person would be walking a dog and uh, eating meat at the same at, at uh, 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 and also a meat eater?
2: Well, I mean, I believe so, but, you know, I'm not judgy about it because I ate meat for 35 years of my life and and had dogs and rabbits and hamsters and fish throughout that entire period of time and loved them deeply. Uh, So I I think it's just finally, you know, I finally had to have a reckoning with myself. Uh, Why was I loving some but not all? You know, why had I categorized animals into the ones that we love, the ones that we eat, the ones that we wear, ones that we test on right we have all these categorizations for them and they really are just all one just like we are so um yes now i think it, it, uh it you know they do, it doesn't run congruent to love one and eat the other but um i celebrate everyone's journey uh it, it's wherever they are on that continuum um into realizing
0: well what about the domestication of animals period do you think that's something well, that, on, that is correct to
2: Well, it depends on where you're, where the animal came from. I mean, it depends on where. So I, I have um, uh, a really hard time with uh, breeding of anything because, you know, in, in confinement, in containment. So cats or dogs, let's say those two, because those are generally what people have in their house. Um, and then selling them and then that, you know, having that kind of, dog on the end of the leash. I think that is a for sure contradiction. But if you've rescued an animal, because we've already done what we've done to them, right, we've already domesticated them, and we've already enslaved them, and we've already screwed them over, um, then I, I, I do believe it is better for them to be adopted and, and hopefully have a fulfilling life versus killing them, which is, you know, what would, what would happen. Uh, to them, let's say in a, if no one a, adopted could them.
0: Could a practice be developed? Could a where uh, there's an effort towards uh, de-domesticating all animals?
2: I, I think so for sure. Over time, right? We've got we have to stop breeding them. If we if, it was, if we stop breeding them, right, then then they will die off. And yes, we could we could stop domesticating dogs and cats. Most definitely over time, oh, even over just you know, a 50, 60 year period. Um, But we have to stop, we have to stop breeding them because that's what, you know, that's why they, they, that's how they show up in shelters. I I don't need to tell you that. Right. So uh, yeah, I I, I do think that would certainly be possible. Horses as well, of course. Right. We have to stop showing them. We have to stop racing them. We have to stop doing what we're doing to them. Yeah.
0: Last but not least, uh, because I'm sensitive to uh, the, advent of people training dogs to attack people. That that are uh mm-hmm. uh done by law enforcement. And that's all I've say, thank you.
2: Thank you.
3: For sure. White dog, we read that. That's speaking of reading is more important than watching television. Woo spectacular read. Uh White dog, Romain Gary. Oh, one of the best, my top 10, my top 10, one of the best, uh, best I've read begrudgingly in my top 10. I forgot, uh, before I get the next caller, uh, mm-hmm. it was one component I thought to retired firefighters question. I just wanted to make sure, uh, we got an answer just from my own, uh, information, uh, in terms of you talked about the consumer, right. In terms of if you're going to buy mm-hmm. plant-based diet, meat-based diet, uh, in terms of the producers, you talked about how meats, they're subsidized. So there's a reason why you can get that hamburger and some of these other foods, junk foods that are not as healthy. Mm-hmm. There's a reason that you can get them cheaper. So is there a reason that we can't like subsidize organic zucchini and organic, organic spinach where they couldn't make a profit just selling us lots of healthy food too? Is there a reason profit wise?
2: I have no idea why we don't have big broccoli and big spinach and big carrot like we got big meat and big dairy. Um, it, it, I'll forever have that question. I think pretty much the answer is is follow the dollar. Um, we we've been burdened with an nearly constant surplus of cows milk since World War One. Um, the U.S. government has 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 been repeatedly offering aid and uh, via funding public com- promotion. Um, national public policy initiatives to keep the dairy industry from going under. It, it, it baffles me that they're still in bed together to a fledgling, dying industry, a uh, food that we don't need.
3: Hmm. I know during the whole uh, pandemic with the coronavirus situation where they were talking about lots of food waste because so many restaurants, people aren't eating out as much and all that. Uh, they were saying the dairy industry in particular Uh, They were encouraging all kinds of, it was just bizarre, like find ways of putting extra cheese, like extra cheese on pizzas and more cheese on burgers Mm -hmm. more cheese, more cheese, more cheese. And uh, the pork industry, same thing, put extra bacon, bacon. I just saw that the baconator Mm -hmm. um, where just put 15 slices of bacon uh, on a sandwich. And yeah, just sell that. Like just what what I said before. Yeah. Every time you sit down to eat, you should be thinking like, woo. Now, is this going towards vitality? Is this helping us solve the problem, replacing white supremacy with justice? Or is this pushing me a little bit closer to the grave? Were you going to add on to the baconator, Ms. Fausch?
2: It's just, I mean, people don't realize even Pizza Hut stuffed crust pizza is a result of government funding. It's called the Dairy Checkout Program, right? It was established in the early 80s to promote dairy sales uh, by way of marketing, like research, development, so they call it, um, and, quote, nutrition education um in In public schools in America if you don't if you 're a child and you don't take and you don 't want a milk you don 't want a carton of milk, you have to have a doctor 's note of why you don 't want to choose that milk and Switch for good did a ton of work over the last year and a half with the new dietary guidelines for Americans and we finally got soy milk put on um, as a nutritionally equivalent offering for school children because it's, it was always dairy milk and that is literally making 80% of 80% and upwards of people of color sick. I mean, it's insane. It's not, I mean, one kid, you know, lost their life, which is one too many, but from a, from a peanut allergy, it's like one and a half percent of people have a peanut allergy, like 2% of people shellfish four or five percent gluten intolerance this is 70 80 90 percent making children and people sick and it's still suggested on the dietary guidelines that we drink three cups of milk a day it's 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 a complete insanity I mean, you can't, I can't even wrap my head around it knowing what I know. And when you go down the rabbit hole, for those that's listening, it's, I think that you will find it just as befuddling.
3: I would just, I would quote our guest, silver medalist, uh, Dotsie Bausch. It's uh, not insanity, chemical and biological warfare. And especially because I remember seeing a lot of posters with the, uh, The milk mustache, the white milk mustache, like bragging, Mm -hmm. like incurred, like total chemical and biological warfare uh, in every way Uh, and lying too. like, Oh yeah, you got to have milk because you want strong bones and uh, calcium and all the rest of that. Like just total deception uh, in every way. And to confuse young children, like there's something really like nefarious about that to be lying to young children and poisoning them, basically Uh, particularly young black and non-white children, like uh, our Mm color, victim in Canada. Did you have a question for Ms. Bausch? You should be with us.
4: Hello, Ms. Bausch. Um, This is Victor. Hello.
3: Your volume is a little low. Um, If you could uh, speak up and or maybe get closer to your microphone, maybe, that would be helpful. um, Yes, sir. Um, What I'm trying to do now... I'm trying to
4: move away from animal proteins. I'm trying to move to vegetable protein on um, um, equivalents. So I'm trying to do protein combinations that work so I can get the, 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 the adequate amount of protein that I need to keep my body healthy. So my question to you is, what combinations would make a good protein combination
2: So you can, you can find all essential amino acids in whole, whole foods. So it's a misnomer that there, you have to com- combine foods. Every food that was alive has uh, all your essential amino acids and also has carbohydrate, protein, and fat, which is surprising to people. Like even lemons have protein and a little bit of fat, you know, even avocados have carbohydrate. So there's, you, you can get, everything that you need. There's a scene in the game changers actually where they break down a potato and that if that's all you ate, if that's all you had to eat for the rest of time, you would get everything that you needed. All of your um, uh, essential amino acids and and all of your macro and micronutrients. I'm a big potato fan, but you get everything that you need in uh, beans, legumes, lentils are my favorite Um, lentils. uh, Now they're my favorite um, because they have zero – it's it's the only food that has zero insulin spike. So you eat lentils and you are satiated for such a long time. And I like that now because in a, as a working stiff and not an athlete anymore, I will – you know, skip meals or forget to eat or, you know, you know, get know, in, dive into a project or something and kind of forget. And lentils really keep you um, level and you don't have that spike or, you know, that surge or that drop like you do with a lot of foods. Um, so lentils, legumes, uh, quinoa, lots of the different grains, bulgur wheat, all of those are going to get you everything that you need. Now, if you combine them together, I guess you could say they become more delicious. You know, if you're going to make a big quinoa and massaged kale bowl with, um, some lentils on top and some salsa and some pumpkin seeds, um, then you're going to, you're going to enhance the flavor profile, but you can get everything that you need from whole foods from the earth.
4: So, sorry, ma'am. So what you, so would you say that chickpeas, chickpeas would be one uh, com, uh, combined with green peas or sunflower seeds, or wheat combined with barley
2: Yeah, you can do that too. That sounds delicious. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Seeds are really amazing because if you think about it, seeds are what grow the plant. So you have seeds are like chock full of nutrients. So sunflower seeds and sesame seeds and pumpkin seeds and hemp seeds and chia seeds. I put them on, you know, sprinkle on salads, sprinkle on pasta, put them in your smoothies, sprinkle on soups. Even Uh, they are like, condensed little nutrient bombs so definitely amp up uh the seeds that you're eating if you're you know if you're not eating very many
4: nice and i just wanted to um, ask you a question about milk from my understanding i mean i could be wrong milk has a lot of sugar it has a lot of um artificial chemicals that are not natural and i even heard a study that's saying that um if calves actually drank the milk that we drink, the the calf would actually die because the the milk is so filtered and processed, all of the nutrients have actually been removed from the actual cow's milk, and it's not even healthy and fit for even calves. Is this true?
2: Well... It depends on, you know, what milk it is and where where you're getting it from. So let's just talk about the milk that, you know, is pretty much 95% available and about where 95% of people get their milk, right? It's not from, there's not a cow in, cow in someone's backyard for the most of us, right? It's um, So that commercialized milk, uh, you are dealing with uh, a, a lot of nasty characteristics. I mean, first and foremost, we talked about hormones at the beginning of the show and how Uh, chock-full milk is today of hormones, not only because it's from a um, mother that is breastfeeding, but because in commercialized large-scale dairy farms, now they have already impregnated them while they're still milking from the previous baby. So there's the hormone surge from being pregnant and there's the hormone surge from uh, lactating. So full of hormones, 15 sex hormones, actually, uh, and then you just deal with all of the um, uh, the, the, the pesticides and, and that, that are that are in our crops that are that animal ag is flowing back and forth between the crops and basically in order to kill all the bacteria uh, it has to go through a pasteurization process but uh, there's there's quite a lot of antibiotics in our milk to kill that bacteria so that to me is just is scary because if we continue to consume it, we're eventually going to become antibiotic resistant. resistant. And that's going to be a big problem as you could well see, uh, you know, 40, 50, 60, 70 years from now, um, if we're not able to kill viruses or bacterias uh, with antibiotics, um, because we're all resistant. So there's I don't know if it would kill a calf. That personally sounds a little extreme to me. I don't think there's been a study that has shown that. Um, I could be wrong. But um, you sure as hell don't want to be drinking it as a human being. <laughs> I do know that much.
4: And my last question is, um, I've heard that uh, sugar is one of the most um, addictive substances on the planet. For the past couple of years, I've stopped adding sugar to my food stop adding salt, because uh, within mm-hmm. the non-white community, we seem to have a lot of type 2 diabetes, a lot of high blood pressure, hypertension, heart disease, kidney disease. And I've been successful, but I still have cravings for uh, sugar. I suspect that it's a lot of the stress being under the system of white supremacy racism, but, you know, I have to deal with it, you know so. How do you? What do you suggest in dealing with the the sugar cravings, the salt cravings? Mm-hmm. And I'm mute my hand.
2: yeah. So you don't want an excess of salt, but salt is a is an essential electrolyte. So you know, I'm not saying that you. You know, and I'm also not a doctor, so I, I I wouldn't say have salt or don't have salt. I'm just saying recognize that it is an essential electrolyte in our body, and we need some salt. So I don't know if you're having absolutely zero, uh, you you might want to look at at, at not um, not consuming any at all. Um, but uh, you know, it's you just want to make sure. Um, in my opinion, and and from the nutrition um, that I've learned that you're not taking in processed sugar, right? So the 32-ounce Big Gulp, definitely, definitely not good for us. Um, But we want to make sure that we're taking in uh, fruits and vegetables that some of them can taste very sweet. Like, think about how sweet a mango tastes to us, or even a banana, uh, or a papaya, or raspberries. Those are some of the most antioxidant, phytonutrient-rich foods on planet earth and they are so good for us. So I like to think of it as if I'm going to eat something that yes, has sugar, it's fructose, it's fruit sugar. Um, make sure that I'm getting the fiber with the sugar and that is in a whole food fruit source. So instead of having apple juice, you'd eat the whole apple instead of pineapple juice, you'd eat the whole, you know, the, the pineapple itself. So, um, I, I'm, a, I'm a big proponent of understanding the differences between the highly addictive processed sugars like donuts and big gulps um, and cookies versus uh, the, the, the really rich, nutrient-rich fruit sugars. So try to just, you know, make sure that you're separating those and that you are getting in um, the fiber-rich uh, fruit, fruit, whole fruit you. into your diet.
3: Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate that, caller in Canada. One quick suggestion I would give for folks, because there are lots of people who have sugar addictions and have said that that's something Mm -hmm. they're trying to work with and trying to eat better. Man, get a blender. Um, Just smoothies, because it's so easy. Mangoes, blueberries, those types of things. You can freeze bananas. You can freeze them and make a smoothie that is super sweet, super delicious. You get all the fiber and nutrients and everything, and you will not even notice like, Oh, there's no ice cream or any, you know, crazy processed sugar or anything like that. So getting your fruits and vegetables. You can, th- you can throw a little spinach in there. Get a blender. Like that can be a super, uh, sugar replacement. Get that sweet tooth, have a smoothie. Uh, and that can be a way to kind of sneak in some raw fruits and veggies too. um, Let's see. The I wanted to ask. I guess since you're so much into health and and quality eating with everything about the COVID nineteen pandemic, are you getting a vaccine? Are you waiting to get more information? Do you have? Are you still researching?
2: I am still undecided. Yeah, I, 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 I I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not. My heart's not setting okay with the. Animals that they used for testing for it. So uh, I'm still undecided. Hmm. Not a hard yes, not a hard no yet for me. Yeah. Okay. Um, Yeah. Do you have? um, I could. I could do one more question. I unfortunately I have to run.
3: Oh, okay. Let me double check. I'll see. I had some myself, but uh, were there? Did any listeners? We miss anyone who dialed in? Have a question for Ms. Bausch? If not, I'll be able to get my one in. If everybody's satisfied, Grant, will assume that they're satisfied. I'll get my my last okay. question. in. you have had Dr. Milton Mills on uh, your podcast and you also invited him to your conference to talk about some of the very issues that we are addressing. Uh, why is it that you're having him on? Is it that you think white people need to hear what he has to say to change their behavior or what? What's the motivation behind having him on?
2: On my podcast?
3: Yes, ma'am. And at the conference as well. Oh,
2: gosh. Yeah, well, because he's a dear friend and I trust him and I love him and I love collaborating with him and I love the way he communicates and gets people sparked and and feeling passionate about plant-based food. Uh, I think he has so much valuable information and I won't ever stop collaborating with him. He he uh, He's just a remarkable human. And I'm hoping black people and white people and brown people and all people are, are, are hearing them, uh, hearing him speak on our podcast. Yeah. He's, he's a, he's incredible and he would love to be on your show. So we definitely, we definitely have to hook that up.
3: Awesome. Awesome. Such a big fan of his work. I, uh, he's in, Mm -hmm. uh, What the Health with Dr. Ruby Lathan, and he's talking about the same things that we've been talking about this evening and I thought he was uh, so impressive Uh, again trying to inspire people to you know do better and eat better Mm -hmm. but we have been chatting it up with uh, Dotsie Bausch uh, silver Olympic medalist Uh, great information, hopefully getting folks to uh, be more mindful uh, about what we eat and how it connects to racism, white supremacy, chemical, and biological warfare. We got so much uh, great audio clips from the program. Uh, Thank you for sharing a bit of your time and energy with us. Uh, Keep up the great work. I'll be uh, listening in to some of the podcasts.
2: So awesome to be with you. Thanks for having me on.
3: For sure. Take good care.
2: Okay. Bye-bye
3: evening evening that was Dotsie Bausch visiting with us context of white supremacy Uh, you can check out the documentaries I had seen uh, the game changers before Uh, Dr. Ruby Lathan uh, she's been you know she's been on with us a bunch of times she I think encouraged us to talk to check out that documentary some years back uh, and I watched it I think it was some other listeners said they'd already seen it like oh, okay yeah you can watch this one in fact If you have children or around younger people like retired firefighter, uh, if they're into athletics and all of that, but they still eat, you know, bad food, Cheetos and cheese and pizza and all the rest of it, which I used to do myself, uh, Hey, if they haven't already seen it, that might be a good one to check out. Like the game changers and just see, uh, people, athletes, uh, Basketball players, uh, professional football players, uh, weightlifters, the whole gambit uh, can see these folks and they'll be giving their testimony like, hey, I used to eat, you know, uh, Popeye's fried chicken and all the rest of it. Uh, and now I'm doing plant based meals and have better performance, better stamina and still have all my muscle mass or have added uh, muscle mass and I'm leaner and Greater endurance, like, oh, I think Miss Baushee talked about that this evening. Uh, but lots of that is right in game changers. That might be a way uh, for some younger folks. They'll probably never be NFL athletes. Good for them, no brain damage. But it might help motivate them to have some better eating habits, which they can carry for the duration of their life. So it, they might have Netflix already and, you know, they've seen it. Whoopee for them. Uh, if not, that might be one, I'm um, thinking I don't know about the uh personal goal that's just Kobe Bryant is in there, but unless they're in the cycling, they can check that out too. but uh yeah, hopefully our listeners we've talked about the importance of diet lots on the program, especially since uh, I've been doing better about that myself, uh and really getting that uh the dairy and milk. I think out of your diet so critical because it's in so many different ways the cheese and ice cream and creams and all those other products uh, working to get that dairy out and they started at such a young age and encouraging all of those products cheese this and ice cream that and milk this really working to uh, yeah not be about the the dairy uh, I think you will notice uh, such enormous health benefits uh dairy is is such a toxic thing uh for our system uh, especially as she said chemical and biological warfare especially for black people especially for non-white people uh worldwide so just being mindful uh, about what we eat and not having those models that's why i mentioned those posters because it's modeled you're supposed to drink milk you're supposed to enjoy milk it's in so it's it's strategically staged in so many components. I would say dairy in general cheese and all the rest of it. Like pizza is ubiquitous. I love pizza, but you do not have to have all that dairy. We had uh pizza at the uh, counter racist yoga retreat uh, in DC. It was great. No dairy. Awesome. Crust was awesome. Everything can eat really, really well. Uh, every meal. Let's I was even going to do that. What did I eat for, for today? Knowing uh, Miss Bausch was coming on the program, uh, and we were going to be talking about food, I had uh, walnut vegan pancakes with homemade blueberry sauce. Absolutely ridiculous! If you're on uh, Facebook, you can see pictures. Facebook.com forward slash the problem is white people. You'll see the uh, vegan walnut pancakes. Blueberry sauce. Oh, ridiculous. Then I had, uh, I did my morning yoga and I had my post yoga smoothie, watermelon, frozen watermelon. I was so bummed she mentioned how sweet mangoes are, and I normally have mango watermelon smoothie, or at least that's what I had lots during the summer. Uh, but I didn't have any mangoes, so I was uh, forced, put that in quotes, forced to just have a uh, strawberry mango ginger smoothie great but uh, i really missed the mango it's 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 so sweet especially i normally let them get really 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 ripe and then add them to my smoothie it's uh, if you have a sweet tooth mango watermelon smoothie (sniffs) but i didn't have mango today uh and then uh i'm Planned on having fried rice. I had already had the rice and it's gonna have tofu in it and veggies, get my garlic and ginger and do it up. But I'm a little tired, so we will have to see. But I was already set up, I had my tofu ready to roll had my rice ready so I was going to do veggie fried rice that's one of my favorite. we had that at the counter racist yoga retreat I was going to have veggie fried rice and an egg roll uh, I made those myself we had that and uh, bok choy stir fried bok choy uh, at the retreat uh, pictures are on, the, uh, on my Facebook page way back from the summer you can see pictures of that this summer but as she said it's very easy uh, I'll just say I'm not a nutritionist Not an expert on food, uh, but for the protein, we've talked about that quite a bit with Dr. Latham. Miss Bausch mentioned that this evening, uh, Dr. Lathan, a certified uh, food nutritionist, uh, that there's been just like with dairy. There's been lots of white propaganda around protein, lots of it by the beef industry. Oh, you got to have red meat. Got to have a steak. Yes, got to have, you know, chicken and all the rest of it. If you want to be a big athlete, that's in game changers. They got lots of white people saying that I, I grew up thinking that I had to have, you know, a big steak and a burger and all the rest of it to, you know, be a big tough guy, and have muscles and all the rest of it, which is total nonsense. Uh, they keep saying that. In uh, game changers, I think even Mr. Fuller had talked about that before. Like most of the really strong animals uh, who have lots of muscles, they get all of their protein from eating plants, vegetables. Um, it's as she was saying, you could just eat potatoes, you know, for the rest of your life and you would get all the protein you need. Like uh, you can really go about with your food combinations, things that taste Really good. There certainly are food combinations that can enhance your body's ability to absorb nutrients. I think, like, tomatoes and avocados together is one, and there are a few others. But I mean, in terms of protein, white people have done a really good job. The protein bar industry, there's a whole, they got whole uh segments, niche markets. Like, oh, you got to get your protein shake. Oh, you got to get your protein bar. Oh, you got to get your, you know, five pound steak you know to get your protein in or salmon something else so you gotta go kill up some animals to get your protein all of that is uh racist hogwash literally racist hogwash put some baconator on that too uh the protein is easy as i said she brought olympic silver medalist uh, there are tons of professional athletes uh, in that documentary game changers. And uh, I have practiced yoga mightily uh, for three years and gained strength uh, the entire time eating nothing but fruits, veggies. Uh, you will get all of the protein you are needing if you're eating Uh, enough food and getting a well-balanced diet of fruits, veggies, nuts, seeds, legumes, as she said, especially if you're getting those seeds in, uh, seeds and nuts, especially if you can get raw organic nuts and seeds. Oh yeah. You will easily get all of your protein. I'm a big fan of lentils too. I make, uh, we had it at the retreat in August, uh, veggie based lasagna, With lentils instead of meat, it had lots of vegetables in it too. I think we had like uh, zucchini, trying to think what else: zucchini, broccoli, onions, mushrooms, probably some other veggies as well. But the lentils also, so it's really filling. Ah, and all of the protein that you need right there, like. Oh, yeah. Plant based eating is is super easy, super easy, super delicious. Uh, White people, as she said, they make making things deliberately confusing and being deliberately dishonest uh, with the food so that uh, you have to deal with that for a lifetime. And then they come out with all those studies that contradict each other like, oh, eating bacon is bad. Oh, wait a minute. It's not so bad. Eating butter is bad. Oh, wait a minute. It's not so bad plant-based foods and don't eat too much of it. It's not rocket science. Uh, the number is 720-716-7300. The code five six four pounds Press star 61 if you would like to participate. Folks have any thoughts they would like to share. Uh, I'll just get in uh, two quick thoughts. Uh, one, I'm so glad, well, I guess everybody, that got opportunity to call in with questions like I'm glad people got their questions, uh, answered. Uh, but I was particularly pleased, uh, the caller who was asking about information for cycling, uh, because that's so specific, uh, her, you know, being a professional cyclist and being able to ask those questions and then other questions too about, you know, diet and all the rest of it, but specific questions. And I said, man, I have found myself in that position, frequently over the years talking to someone classified as white. They have information that is not directly about racism, white supremacy that I would like to get that information, but they also, they are classified as white. So there are things about racism, white supremacy that I want to address. And sometimes it can be challenging to do both Uh, white people because they are in a superior position they do have lots of constructive information you cannot dominate a large number of people most of the people on the planet in fact for long periods of time being dumb that question was asked who's most uh, confused about racism uh anyway but i'm glad uh, folks got an opportunity to you know get additional information so why we try to have white guests on the program uh let's see I am hoping that we can get Dr. Mills Milton Mills on the program if folks have not seen any of his videos or read some of his content uh, you can just search Milton Mills lots of great info and he's in uh, the documentary what the health with uh, Dr. Ruby Lathan as well talking about a lot of the issues that we address this east, uh, this evening uh, t- speaking specifically to the system of racism so hopefully we'll be able to have him on the program in the future as well be one of our exceptions, I guess, for white guests only uh and it is dr. King's holiday today. I'll add that uh as well, nice to be able to broadcast, not a holiday, if anything. I stayed in the house. I was more pleased with my meal selections for today because I really didn't have lots of groceries. I had to make everything just based around what I had here uh, at the residence because I didn't really want to go out shopping. They've got all the the madness with the inauguration pending. uh, And then it's the king holiday. So I didn't know if folks would be, you know, any added chaos around that. So I didn't want to leave the house today. Plus, we have the program. So I just said, you know what? I will wait and do my shopping tomorrow. So we'll just have to see if I can, you know, get in the kitchen and make it work with what I have. And thus far, great smoothies, excellent blueberry sauce, walnut, vegan pancakes. Amazing. Oh, the other quick thing I was going to say. Woo, Dr. Francis Cress Welsing on Dr. King's holiday. Her segment about white people being abnormal. Mutants. Woo. Dr. Wellsing, the grandcester, she had to have maybe a slight smile. You would get a big smile if we complete the task our cosmic assignment and replace white supremacy with justice. But maybe a slight smile that it is abnormal. Maybe that's even one to think about. It is abnormal abnormal to be lactose tolerant normal humans don't consume milk that's what she said milk consumption is a mutation Dr. Francis Cress Welsing, the grandcester on Dr. King's holiday did folks have any thoughts they wanted to share? Yes, sir. Can I be heard? Retired firefighter in Florida. Yes, I was,
0: I was thinking about, uh, athletics and the, uh, the association with, uh, healthy foods slash vegan, uh, uh, culture, um, I would say that it's it's uh, actually is has been growing. Uh, I would say probably over the last 20 years since the turn of the century, it's been growing quite 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 a bit. Uh, specifically specifically for uh, the reason you know on the high school level, you're limited on the uh, the the means of of being in contact with the quote unquote athlete. Uh, because primarily you're talking about school and, and, uh, those people that, that, you know, uh, children and or teenagers are, uh, are, uh, the responsibility of their parents. Uh, and, uh, and, and we're talking about at best four years. Uh, and then colleges similar, but on the higher level colleges, meaning level, level meaning Monetary wise, you know, like these these institutions that actually have a lot more money than these programs, a lot more money than professional programs, they have been going with uh, uh, options for such diets because they can afford they can afford that, uh, as opposed to let's say a historical quote unquote black college, <laughs> it's not going to be able to afford. Uh, a vegan type of uh uh health athletic health uh diet uh that'd be something that that athlete has to do on their own as far as study study wise and when they go into their uh cafeteria along with their other students who are non athletes they know what to get and what not to get but at alabama it it can, it it'll be you know already uh, uh separated and divided up the foods and whatnot if that particular athlete sees that that's what it's for now on a professional level the the desire is for longevity and with the money that those guys those uh, uh, uh guys make uh, and ladies also in, in some other professional sports they devote what i've been noticing they devote their uh attention to other than the the high tech uh fitness uh, uh uh type of things you know for the body they're also very much conscious about what goes in their mouths uh much more than ever before uh and and a vegan based diet is is becoming very more and more popular because like i said before the the uh the screening you know in in professional forces the, it's the very best in order for you to survive uh uh you 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 have to you know be really on it with your food intake your exercise what type of exercises you do and and the level and it's like it, it's growing i I just put it that way the whole thing about the vegan stuff you know uh, uh on not just in all sports you know uh you can pick out some some of the top athletes in basketball that are Vegan, you could, I don't know him, but I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, you can pick out that in football. I don't know him, but I'm but I'm pretty sure it is. I don't know him because I haven't done the research. That's all, That's what I'm saying. Uh, and it, and so it, it's 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 pretty it's pretty big. I mean, they, and on top of it, they have people who are so so called experts that those athletes uh, uh, join up with and uh, they, like, have their meals already sh- shipped to them or something like that, you know, on, on a daily basis. But uh, that, that that entered in my questioning on about as far as affordability for, to be able to do something like that. And basically what they have, they, a person, the average person has to do is, like, what you do. What I noticed what you do is to educate yourself on the subject matter and so when you go to... Uh, uh, get the item that's called food. You know what you're looking for, and and also know how to uh, prepare it, and uh, you know as well as cooking it, that sort of thing.
3: That's it. Thank you. Much obliged, retired firefighter. Um, there certainly have. That's why I was saying like that. Game changers. I think that's been out a few years. That's not like a documentary that came out this year. War. Even last year, uh, that's been out for a while, and uh, I think there have been a number of athletes uh, who have become pretty prominent over the last few years uh, in all of the major sports uh, in saying, "Hey, yeah, I'm vegan," and you know, it's helped me do this and helped me do that, uh, and/or being very, very particular about what they eat, even if they're not, you know, all the way vegan. They're not just gonna go around and grab a bag of Doritos or Grab any old soda, like being very, very meticulous uh, about what you eat and even having a chef and all that sort of thing, like having lots more information uh, about proper eating. So take advantage. That's one thing, like I said before, like, hey, they probably are not going to be on an NBA sideline or NFL sideline, but they will be eating. So if you can at least use that to encourage healthy eating habits like Bravo, uh, let's see. Uh, uh, I guess the other folks, if people that dialed in who had commentary, if you did not get to ask a question, uh, if you just want to comment on what you heard from the guest, you can feel free to share that also. Uh, other folks who dialed in thoughts, observations, proceed. Uh, uh, oh, you know
4: what, sir? You can go ahead ahead of me first. Go ahead, sir.
5: I appreciate it. Um, it was, uh, I called early, I called in regards to the issue in regards to, um, cycling. One of the things that I wanted to know about was her steps in becoming vegan and in the, in the, while she was cycling and how it catapulted her, because I did watch a video. I did some little bit of research on her prior to the show and she spoke about it briefly, but not to the full extent that I kind of wish for. Um, Also, one of the things I've noticed since I've been cycling is that, and this also occurs when I'm jumping rope, when doing yoga, anything, is the amount of mucus or phlegm that comes up sometimes when I'm working out. I'm still in the process of becoming more vegan. Last week was probably one of my best weeks where I think, Five days out of the you know seven, I was really on point, um, but I still noticed that there was still phlegm coming up, and that was something that I think um, I don't know. I don't know if she spoke about it when I was re- researching, or Doctor Mills and how the phlegm actually correlates with dairy products, and it's still coming out of your system even after not eating it for a certain amount of time. Um, The other, the other question was really more geared towards the popularity, which is something that retired firefighter just mentioned, which is due to the fact that it is, that eating healthier is becoming more popular. How does it affect the industry itself as a whole when it comes to basic foods that we would, um, you know, like obviously now we have plant-based meats that are, um, being marketed towards our, our, Um, our population. I'm wondering how does she view that? Does she um, sometimes indulge in those or are they seen as popular for her? That's what I was kind of looking into, but that's something that maybe we could uh, address with Dr. Mills if he uh, comes on the show. And that's all I have to say. I'll mute my line.
3: I'm going to try my best to see if we can get Dr. Mills uh, on the program uh she said she'd be you know willing to help out with that so hopefully we'll be able to do that soon uh this year whoopee uh in terms of um, before we get to our other caller uh just in terms of the products i know she on her podcast she has the uh founder of miyoko's i don't know what to call non dairy products uh and i noted that because i'm a big fan of uh miyoko's Uh, that's uh, one of those one of those products that you're talking about um, that's they have it like the uh, upper end white grocery stores or even some of the regular grocery stores now but they have like uh, Miyoko's they make um, vegan butter Uh, it's uh, like a cashew based butter they have uh, different types of cheese uh, all plant based uh, mozzarella um, cheddar Uh, the butter is amazing Uh, I used it at the retreat for the cookies that we made and a number of different products. Uh, It's absolutely amazing. Uh, The cheese is amazing, too. I used the cheese at the retreat. I used it on the pizza that we had as well as the lasagna. It melts. Uh, I uh, used to eat a lot of toxic cheese and uh, really a lot of the plant based cheeses initially they didn't melt very well didn't taste very good Miyoko's is great so I think even what she said on the program today and then having the Miyoko's founder uh, on her platform is that uh, she champions some of those products uh, because they can be helpful uh, for people to transition uh, which I've said too. Uh, and they can you know some of them are just great if you like cheese you can have cheese uh, that without you know having to go and cage a cow and all the rest of it Miyoko's is awesome and butter same thing Um, but encouraging plant-based meal because I think she was saying like uh, that's a part of what can make it expensive uh, to retired firefighters point the vegan lifestyle it can be really expensive uh, if you're just going to be buying the beyond meat burgers and Miyoko's cheese Miyoko's butter and uh, all of those type of uh prepared processed meals, the fake chicken and all the rest of it, yes, it is gonna be super expensive or if you're just going to Whole Foods and getting their prepared vegan meals uh and frozen entrees or whatever it is, yes, it'll be super expensive. But as she was saying, if you go to the store, particularly the bulk section, and you get you know rice, quinoa, get your beans get your seeds, get your produce, that, and bulk, oh yeah, that, is a lot less expensive and might even be less expensive or at least comparable uh, to the same thing if you were just going to go to the grocery store and buy meat products so it really doesn't have to be uh, especially if you do uh, more cooking Uh, if you're not uh, once you start really the only time that you'll pay a lot in my view uh, with vegan eating plant based eating is if you're buying those beyond meats processed foods if you're just buying nuts nuts fruits grains seeds no generally that is not going to be tons and tons of money like generally you can you know get quite a bit of stuff and uh you'll spend less money and may even eat better uh being truthful but yeah um the and i suspect like i said she goes into more detail on that on her uh, platform uh, the question that you were talking about um, and we talked about some of that at the I,
5: quick, quick... Mm-hmm. a uh, quick question in regards to the that, that product what, what's the name of it I'm not sure if I've even seen that
3: it's Miyoko? Miyoko's Miyoko's uh, I don't like doing the If we had time, I would ask, like, hey, so you talk to her. Maybe she can make me a brand ambassador uh, because I do really like their cheese (laughs) and their butter. Uh, Miyoko's, it's uh, M-I-Y-O-K-O-S. If you're in the New York area, it'll be easy to find. Um, It's generally at Trader Joe's. Uh, I can say that uh, because it's at the Trader Joe's here in Washington State. And then when we were at Washington, D.C. this summer, they had it at the Trader Joe there, too. Um, It's generally uh, Whole Foods. Uh, If there are co-op grocery stores in your area, they'll have it if there are any. Uh, healthier food stores. They'll have even here. It's pretty popular. Um, Even at some of the regular grocery stores, I start to, I've started to see that they'll have the butter and the cheese. It is uh, on the pricier side, but it's generally like thought of as one of the top of the line in terms of vegan cheese, vegan butter, uh, it's plant-based. I think it's mostly organic. The cheese, the butter melts. You can use it. You could probably fake some people out with the butter. Like if you just put it on the table without the package, like you can use it on toast, you can bake with it, put it on pancakes. It's awesome. Gotcha. The cheese is pretty awesome too. Uh, let's see. Our color in, uh, Canada.
4: Oh, hello, sir. I just wanted to add to what the the retired fighter fighter said. Um, I I think food literacy um, is extremely important. I think a lot of non-white people don't understand and are not educated about healthy eating according to their weight, age, group, and blood type and cultural habits. And I think it. I think it would be really important for us to make the time to understand why healthy eating is so important. And um, I also wanted to comment on the previous caller. The previous caller was talking about when he was doing yoga. Sometime when I'm doing yoga and I feel really stressed, when I'm doing my deep breaths in and my deep breathing out and I'm stretching my um, my my limbs and my joints, after a while they become flexible i feel like there's a release of the toxins of the build up in the toxins in the muscle after um doing my yoga movements and it actually makes my body relax and i feel less stressed so i just wanted to to uh give that out to the to uh, the cows listeners
3: Right on, right on. Lots of yogis in the uh, cow's audience. Who knew? Keep doing your yoga, exercise, and healthy eating. Uh, that Those two things right there, uh, just making those a component, a lifelong component of our counter-racist activities that will go a long way to us solving uh, this problem and quickly. But yes, keep doing the yoga um and yeah just white people like with everything they have invested so much time and energy uh in deceiving us about correct eating uh to live on a planet where they will tell you that you know cheetos that's you know that's correct eating let's let's get some cheetos let's get some jello you know let's get a big mac you know let's get some nonsense and tell you that that's eating. Oh, you, you gotta have, you know, eight ounces of milk to have a healthy diet, you know, and this type of nonsense. And then, so to have to get rid of all of that. And then they give you all the additives and what have you. We talked about that with her as well. So they just make it so difficult and the pricing. I mean, there's so many layers uh, to why it's difficult. Sometimes even if you have, we have, we've had cows listeners where they have the information in terms of what you should be eating, making an effort to get organic produce, whole foods, do their own cooking, never even drive past a McDonald's or Jack in the box or anything like that. But, uh, oh, the only place I can get a residence is 20 miles from the nearest grocery store that offers any sort of any sort of suitable produce. Uh Oh, now I have to. Now it's going to take me an hour, hour and a half to do my grocery shopping, or I can just sacrifice all that because they got a McDonald's. That's a block from the house. I've we got cows listeners who've been stuck in that sort of position. Like it's lots of different ways uh, in terms of racism, white supremacy, They where they will either deliberately confuse you, uh, deliberately make it difficult. Uh, for you to access that sort of food, uh, price you out of getting that sort of food, put the whole foods right next to your house. Uh, and then everything there is $5,000. So, you know, if anything, you know, it's about to be some racial dislocation and this is no longer going to be your neighborhood. Whole foods is not for you. So they, the system of white supremacy is at the root of the problem, but getting access to information, that is a great start sharing that information with your offspring. That is a great start so that they can be less confused. I think Mr. Fuller talks about that correct eating in the code book. Like absolutely like getting that information to your offspring and other family members, uh, as early as possible. That is when it can be really difficult to unlearn because of the, uh, addictive nature of sugar and Cheetos and all the rest of it. It can be really hard to change up what we put on our fork, but you know, try, try, try. Can can it be heard again? Retired firefighter. Yes, sir.
0: Yes. I, 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 my uh, uh, thought into some of the, uh, as far as questioning uh, is that I would like to uh, have a discussion with uh, someone, especially a white person, on the subject matter that you know. Being on the program, you know, you you limited on time, especially with a guest. But uh, on, as I mentioned before, the contradictions, what I think are contr are the contradictions. Uh, as far as how I uh, observe with you, I I, I think. A lot of your motivation is is you know for health and also for uh a a, a assistance in uh uh neutralizing the system of racist white supremacy it requires a healthy non-white person as far as in you know mind as well as body is concerned that can be a very contributing factor but when it comes to a white people i'm like it's a big question mark because uh, uh, there is nothing that people really need animals for. Uh, like, let's say, a hundred years ago. You know, I, I can give it an argument for a hundred years ago, like a, a horse to carry, to pull something, an animal to pull something, or an animal to have something uh, on its back or something like that. But there's no use for that now. And, and if anything is more burgeoning is the idea of, animals being domesticated, which is another, I would say is another term for being mistreated.
5: <laughs>
0: uh, uh, she mentioned about breeding, uh, which is primarily something that that people control. And I would suspect that most of those, those quote unquote breeders of animals, of different types, cows, horses, whatever, are white people, I could be wrong, but I'm, I'm thinking that they control that industry on a global basis. I mean, uh, the whole idea of, of uh, animals such as whales and lions and whatnot, they're, they're, they're in these quote unquote zoos and that sort of thing. And, and it's something in me, it's something in me that I don't feel comfortable when I see, you know, a, 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 a 400 pound big cat wandering back and forth in a, in a, in an environment that it doesn't have the bars like it used to, but you can see where that, that animal is limited in what they normally would be unlimited on. Now, if someone wants to observe one of those animals, then, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, travel to the the environment in a safe place where you can observe that animal. (laughs) If if that's the, the, the intent, but I just, think it, it's it's somewhat under the global system of race and white permits and the people who identify themselves as white, they don't have the, the more uh, correct reasoning on why they don't eat meat, <laughs> but yet have something, have a leash around an animal and walking it around, you know, that sort of thing, uh, you know, uh, or training it, training it to attack people. You know, those are, you know, just my thoughts, you know, thank you.
3: Lots of hypocrisy, uh, in the system of racism. Uh, they'll, they'll have beyond burgers at the Kentucky Derby. They probably already have, uh, beyond burgers at the Kentucky Derby. You can sit out, front row have your ticket stub in hand and your beyond burger munch away and you know cheer on you know see if you can get the triple crown like uh that is rife you know uh where and or they will do away with the kentucky derby have the beyond burger still practice racism like it's lots of hypocrisy all the way around it so yeah uh, i would totally agree in terms of not having the correct reasonings for why they're doing the veganism and all the rest of it uh even when i hear someone who is classified as white who i suspect of being a racist when they start with their reasons and it starts with their concern for animals like that right there we're we're a slave master pontificating in front of Frederick Douglass and the rest of his Negras about how much he loves, you know, the mules and donkeys. Mm-hmm. You know. I love the animals. I don't want to see them harmed. Imagine that. I get lashed for stealing a, a ear of corn <laughs> and they want tell me that I just love the buffalo we we gotta make sure that we save them the the bullfrogs they are uh the animal of the year we're gonna make sure that they have a habitat and no one but that'll be fifty lashes anyone touches the bullfrog mhm
0: i can recall i can recall uh down here they have a uh a uh, uh amusement amusement quote unquote amusement place that's called a seaquarium it's it's like globally known to for, for people who come to south florida and uh when I was in the sixth grade now i'm sixty three years old <laughs> in the sixth grade they had this 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 animal called a quote unquote killer whale It was very young at the time uh in this in this pool it it, it 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 looks like the pool that's at your local park, which is totally is not natural for a beast of that size, you know. And that animal that animal stayed in that environment in that in that uh, very solitary uh, like uh, com- uh, confinement for at least thirty years because they do live for a long time. You know, at least 30, I don't even, I don't, I don't know what ended up happening to it or whether or not they released it. And if they, by releasing it, 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 it would be a problem because, you know, that it's more used to being confined than to being out in the quote unquote wild, you know, but uh, that, that is typical of white people doing that, you know, with, 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 with uh, the, the, uh, the, the quote unquote wild beast,
3: especially the large ones. Well, I am sure that killer whale yet, is treated be- <laughs> That killer whale is treated better than many, many black people in Miami gardens. And oh yes yeah. and. So, that's true. Yes. so not yes. that I'm for mistreating whales. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I'm all about take care of the animals. Uh, when I was in California, I had a sticker. Uh, and it had a picture of a little uh, chicken, a uh, chick, I guess they call him, and said, I am not a nugget. Uh, I love that sticker. Uh, and I have my other little vegan uh, paraphernalia. Like, I'm all for, you know, no mistreating the animals. They have not done me wrong. All for that. Just saying. White people treat many, many animals better than black people. Uh, did any of the other folks with us have a, a thought, comment they needed to get in? Oh, okay. Folks are satisfied. I think we even may have lost. There's always like phone disruptions. I think B it said that a couple of days ago. I saw some other folks dial in with a hand up and then they disappeared right as I was going to get their line also. So phone issues, mysterious interruptions have been a part of the whole 12-year experience, unfortunately. Do the best we can. May, may I... Yes, sir. Can I heard? Yes, sir.
5: Yeah, just 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 real quick, one of the things I wanted to actually ask and I, I guess I could ask this to everybody and I, I may know the answer already, but... It is difficult to get people that have not been eating healthy to start getting, um, getting on that same um, page, uh, for lack of a better word. Um, I've been trying to get one of my friends. I I, I think I've called on the weekend in regards to this, and I thank everybody that gave me some pointers and some ideas that I could push toward my friend. But um, he he's diabetic and. He's at the point, like I said, now where he's starting to lose feeling in his toes, in his feet. And I've been saying this to him, which I've been saying, which is you've been listening to, he's a veteran. And I've been saying you've been listening to the VA doctors for a long time now. And now you're losing feeling in your feet. Obviously, what they're telling you is not working. So maybe it's time to try something different. Maybe try some more plant-based meals, try some herbs as well and see how that works. And his response to me has been on the line of, well, those haven't been tested by the government. You know, I, you know, the FDA doesn't approve of these things, these herbs and all that other stuff that hasn't been proven. And my response to him, because he's aware of racism, white supremacy, I said, if you know that our country is racist and corrupt, how are you trusting the things that they're putting forward to you as relevant and honest? And it's been a very difficult um, conversation. And that's just outside of my home. In the home, my significant other, she's starting to get it. Um, and she made she made portabella uh, mushroom steaks tonight, which I thought was, it was excellent. Um, I, I'm so happy that she's starting to see, because she's seeing that I've been making um, vegan dishes all week. Um so she's getting on the same page. that's been excellent. The next thing now is for my offspring to get on the same page, uh um, which is a little difficult because we live in a predominantly non white neighborhood and uh there's just so many things coming at him saying, you know, eat me <laughs> for lack of better word. It's just it's just that's that's been an ongoing fight and I think we'll continue to be, but um yeah i I see the bright spot with my significant other she's been she's been really uh, supportive and i I'm, I'm happy she even gives me the space and time to work out and and do the things that I need to do while i'm outside and uh that's been very very appreciative you know and I'm just trying to get her to get on a little bit more on the same page but she's getting there uh and that's all I have to say I'll move my line.
3: That's great. Love the portobello mushrooms. They are awesome. You can make sandwiches and the portobello mushroom steaks like they are uh, spectacular. Um, with I, I said, you know, the food component is so important because we talked before many diet patterns and with things that we call like our tastes foods that we like uh, a lot of the or at least there's research that suggests some of those patterns begin when we are toddlers and or before we are born like still in the womb then depending even sometimes on what your mother is eating during that nine-month period so that's why it's so so important it has such uh long-range uh, ramifications in terms of quality eating, bad eating, all the above, um, <clears throat> once you've been eating for, you know, I don't know how long this person is, but you know, a good five decades or so, uh, if he's at that point, like, man, it can be really hard. Uh, I know I've seen that, uh, with my family members and other folks, it can just be, th- all those additives, addictive foods, and then you've been eating that for a long period of time. So you might be resistant to changing. Uh, it can just be really, really difficult. Uh, and people will make up excuses, you know, when it, at the end of the day, it's, hey, I want to eat this hamburger. I want to eat this chicken sandwich. You know, that's all it is. Like they might come out with a whole lot of things, but this is what I want to eat. I'm going to eat what I want to eat. Uh, And I've heard even, as I said, some of my family members and relatives who are in the same position, diabetic, high blood pressure and lots of, you know, medications and things to uh, that they had to take and just resistant to making those changes. Uh, And it's going to be a lot of casualties. Unfortunately, that's in Dr. Layla's uh, Africa's Layla Africa's book. Uh, Him even talking about the I don't know what you said to him, but I mean, if someone was talking about. Suffering from rather uh, diabetes and those type of medical issues, I mean the herbal component certainly could be there, but I mean wow, we could probably make some progress just are you drinking sodas? maybe we can just cut out non water beverages we could probably make a lot of progress on just little things like that, like uh, sweet processed sugar let's go around and eliminate that a little little things
5: I, I, I gotta chime in on that that's one of the biggest things that i noticed and um this is this is a good this is a good um good man in the, in the context like I, he, he's trying to take care of uh, his extended family and doing all these other things and working very hard but he he had bought scooters for myself and another one of our uh, close friends and I said to him, I said, the scooters are great. I think this is a great idea to get out and, you know, maybe we could do some things and get get some places in the city. But honestly, I think you should have got a bike. You know, I think that would have helped you out a lot more. And I got resistance on that. So I said, okay. But then when I came to actually visit him, one of the things I noticed was this super, the, I don't even know what size it is because I don't drink them that super large soda that they give you in like Taco Bell, the one that's like, like the gigantic one that they tried to ban in New York city. Like, and I looked at it on his shelf, but like on his, on his table, on his counter, I'm like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> this is like the least you can do is just stop drinking soda. And then when I go into his fridge and take a look, I see the same thing. I'm like, bro, you got juice, you got sugar, you got soda, you got, you shouldn't have anything in here except for just water, just water. There's no need for anything else in your, in your, and, and that and that's what I think is contributing to the issue more is that I don't see him, um, eating a pound of like big pieces of cake or anything. I see him drinking huge amounts of soda because I see it in this fridge and he doesn't have guests outside of two or three other people. So, <laughs> so when all the brothers are there, that's fine, but when the brothers ain't there, you're the only one drinking the soda and you shouldn't be drinking it. So that that's actually exactly one of the problems that I've I've been trying to, you know, but again, I don't want to be, because I was there too. I was there at an early age and I get it. I I completely understand. I just don't want to be the, you know, that person coming across like I'm beating him down or judging him, so to speak. So I've been um, falling back on some of my, um,
3: some of my comments. I leave my line. Hey, <clears throat> certainly. I mean, he's not your, not your offspring. And uh, as I said, it's going to be a lot of casualties. You can't really force it on him. You know, you can't uh, go in and steal all the, the sodas out of the refrigerator and that type of thing. Um, you just do what you can and, and particularly try to, to catch folks when they are receptive <clears throat> To maybe saying, hey, maybe I could do something or uh, maybe you could help out and suggest some changes or some some recipes or whatever it is. But uh, just sodas like that's one of the little ones. And they're so addictive. They're so ubiquitous because they have the soda machines everywhere or they'll give them away. Sometimes that, you know, if you work at certain jobs or what have you, they'll have free sodas or uh, then the sugar, the processed sugar is in so many different ways there. And. The uh, Dr. Lathan, they have uh, all the food coloring and additives in those. I mean, it's just a, a total concoction of uh, horribleness. Bruin um, your teeth. Uh, it's bad for your diet just on so many levels and even just your brain computer. Because like I said, it's even got those food colors. It's not, it's not like if, they, if it's, I don't know what soda it is, but that grape soda, uh, I don't know what that is, That that concoction to make it purple. Or if it's orange soda, I don't know what that is, that concoction to make it orange and all the rest of it. But that has an impact on your system, too, like tossing all of that uh, water, like water, <laughs> bayonet, that right there. Uh, so many health ailments are are for are lack of water consumption. The folks in, in Flint can certainly empathize and elsewhere, in Newark, other places as well. But, yeah, just, you know. You try to catch folks when they're receptive and try to just start with basics that can do big things. Drinking water, getting rid of the non-water beverages, trying to get rid of the processed sugar. Like I said, get a blender so that if you have a sweet tooth, make smoothies. That's a way where you can get fruits in and can get something that's sweet without it having to be ice cream or lots of white sugar or what sodas and, you know, Snicker bars and all the rest of it. But uh, diet is so critically important i even shuddered like taco bell like oh that's the uh the worst of the worst like uh not that mcdonald's is any better but i mean yikes uh there's not it's not like they got salads at taco bell like man that's uh mm. i used to love taco bell i'm not you know this is not judging i'm just saying it's not uh Man, it's not, it's not a whole lot of good options at Taco Bell. Just fat and fat and chemicals and food coloring like grease. Whew. Man, red meat, processed foods galore, microwave. <laughs> Woo. Worst of the and salt, 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 and more salt. Woof. Mm, mm, mm. Well, on that note, my stomach hurts Uh, and and you can have nachos. That's the crazy thing. I love nachos. I make we had. Did we have nachos at the retreat? We did. I made guacamole. We didn't do uh, nachos at the retreat, but we did have guacamole. Uh, I love nachos. Like I get a blender. Uh, You can make vegan nacho cheese. That is absolutely delicious. I have pictures on my Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash. The problem is white people where I made, uh, I made chicken nachos, uh, where I did get the fake chicken. You can splurge, no big deal, but that's not something I eat every day, but I got, uh, the fake chicken. I made nacho cheese in my blender, cashew based. Uh, I made salsa in my blender homemade easy. Uh, and then just add the veggies in mushrooms, some spinach, uh, Remember, I mean, oh, green onions, and whammo! You can have way better than Taco Bell. Like total Taco That's not even cheese. Like I don't even know what they put on top of this. Not cheese. Uh, it's probably oil and food coloring and some other nonsense. But it is not cheese. Uh, and then whatever you know they're calling their beef. Uh, that they put on it. But I mean, you can have way better nachos burritos i love those too you can still make those. i still make those um you can get all the foods that you i say that all the time write down what you eat on a regular basis probably nine times out of ten you can continue to eat those things it would just be swishing it up making it yourself a few changes to the ingredients and you could still have that lasagna spaghetti steaks even we heard that portobello mushroom steaks i was looking at a uh, recipe the other day myself for um philly steak sandwiches uh that are made with mushrooms like uh you can have pretty i made potato chips in my air fryer last month like anything you can have it if you like it it's just switching up a few ingredients here and there cornbread Whatever you can still enjoy it. It'll be really tasty, if not better, because you can get better quality ingredients. So, yeah, just really, I'd, I'd say again for folks if you have children, uh, appreciate that we have some attempted parents who dial in. So critically important, like really try to get your uh, children really from uh, conception. If not before, Harriet Washington talked about that in a terrible thing to waste. Like if you're really serious, then on your counter racist grind, like you have that lengthy conversation with your partner, 200 questions and all that before you hit the bedroom and you change up your diet. Put those Cheetos down, those corn chips, those hot dogs, put all the Taco Bell, put all that down and really eat well eat like you are an adult who is trying to live for 100 years to make sure that this child is going to be set well taken care of and as safe as possible in a system of white supremacy and or working hard with you to replace that system that's how you're eating for the time leading up to conception and then the whole way through that way boom this child has great models for eating well has got great information and it's just learned the value of eating well. Much easier to do it that way than catching somebody at 25, 35, 45. They got health problems. They're overweight. They love Big Macs. They love Cheetos and potato chips. It can be really, really hard to get someone to make changes in their behavior at that point. Sometimes impossible. I've seen that myself whites are to blame for all that that doesn't make it any better having to go to a funeral for Chadwick Bozeman, was it 42 43 that doesn't make it any better Dr. Ruby Lathan, she called that lifestyle cancers what you eat what you don't eat lifestyle cancers that's what she called it doesn't make it any better to say Chadwick Bozeman not being with us white people are most to blame for that that's true but that doesn't make it any better Any other comments folks need to get in?
4: Guys, could I add something?
3: I'll call her in Canada.
4: Yes, sir. I just will, I I like to recommend the book for the Kyle's listeners and to anyone listening. Um, I'm going to say Dr. Africa again, but this is a different book. It's called, it's the Platinum Edition, the textbook of African holistic health. And it was actually the book that I was reading when I was talking to Miss um, Bosch because I wanted to see how much she she actually knew because I was reading the information from that when it talked about the food combinations and how to get that 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 protein. So um, I just wanted to make a suggestion to the previous caller that he was saying that he was talking to a, a like a non-white male who was kind of resistant to his sedescence or his partner some of the things that you can do is actually to eat the healthy food yourself so you could be the example for them to see and that includes your your offspring and just like if just like instead of you watching tv you're actually reading a book and then when your kids see that and your, and, and your offspring see that and your partner see that, that's kind of like an example for them to follow. And then when they see that your health appears to be better than theirs because of your food choices, that will kind of be that, 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 that thing to kind of encourage them, right? And some of the ways that you can ha- help people to eat better is to give them alternatives like what, like what Gus was saying. You know just simple things, like not drinking pop, do you know that there's like fourteen tablespoons of sugar in one can of pop? you're literally drinking liquid sugar and there there's actually no water in it actually you're just you're just going after you you're you're feeling the sugar high and you're not actually being hydrated you're being dehydrated and and a lot of what. Well, I was, trying to, I was trying to say to uh, Mrs. Bosch that um, sugar is like one of the things that Dr. Africa was saying, that sugar is like one of the most addictive um, chemicals on the planet. Because a lot of people think that, that sugar is food, flour, white flour is food, milk is food. But those are all chemicals because they are all artificial and a lot of what Dr. Africa's philosophy is, is that you eat natural things from the earth, not things that are man-made. And and time, like, um, for example, just like my favorite thing to eat in the morning sometimes is, is cornmeal porridge. It's it's a bit of a Jamaican thing, Caribbean thing. But a lot of what the Jamaicans, well, actually non-white people, I should correct myself, non-white people, they, they pull a lot of what they call... Uh, condensed milk and it's really sweet and then they add sugar and and this is why a lot of non-white people have high blood pressure um, hypertension and, and diabetes because we keep adding a lot of sugar to our food and um, I also wanted to just to add again um, you know how sometimes when we have the book club and then we have read the book like the apartheid the medical apartheid um, it is not just um it's, it's, it's not just environmental racism that, that we're being, uh, that we were, that we're being harmed by. It's also the food. They are actually weaponizing food. Now, I got most of that information from reading from Dr. Africa's book. So, you guys could, could check it out. You don't have to take my, just my word for it. And, um and just a, one more thing. Uh, the gentleman was talking about the, the, the gentleman before. You said he said he's talking to, about this older gentleman and he's kind of older. That he's losing, he's losing feeling in his feet. What's actually happened, from what I read from Doctor Africa, he has nerve damage in his feet because of the sugar consumption, and that's actually what's damaging his nerves. Doctor Africa was saying in his, a lot of his books is that sugar dehydrates the body. It removes water from your organs, and then that's why you get nerve damage. So anyways, that was basically most of what I wanted to say. Thank you, and enjoy the rest of the
5: show.
3: Much obliged, sir. Uh, We've had a number of folks who've recommended that book from uh, Dr. Africa, even some of our listeners outside the uh, States uh, and inside the States. I said that there's a lot of constructive information in that book, lots of details and helpful information on switching diet. I have not read that book, uh, have not owned it or flipped through it at all. We did read Nutricide and that is and unfortunately, I think is going to reign for quite some time. The worst book I've ever ever read, and based on reading that book, he is not a reputable source that I would point anybody to for information, but many people have said that the book uh, that was just mentioned is constructive. Gus will not find out. That said, uh, much obliged uh, to the folks who have dialed in, shared, got to ask questions. I uh, Hope it was worthy of your time and energy uh, at minimum. We will be here on Thursday. Uh, Jeffrey Tubin, the run of his life, the people versus OJ Simpson. Uh, So the section for this week, there's homework. I mentioned my Facebook page. You can check it out for the pics of food, plant-based meals that I have cooked up. Uh, over the months, years, whatever it is. Uh, but today I posted a report from the L.A. Times. Uh, it's from 19 January 1995, the very beginnings of the Simpson trial. And they have Christopher Darden, Johnny Cochran, both black males. And so they are arguing in court over whether or not the word "nigra" will be allowed in the Simpson trial. So Darden, he's with the prosecution saying, no, it will just upset the jury, the black, mostly black jury and make them emotional so that they can't think logically. And Johnny Cochran saying this is absurd. Uh, they hear they're mistreated. They're victims of racism. And it's a por- important to the case. Mark Furman, he says, nigger. So we need this as a part of the evidence. Uh, and so this <sighs> One of the many epic moments of the trial is this, these two black males having to get up and argue uh, about whether or not. And then in front of a non-white judge, no less, about whether or not it will be allowed the word nigra in the O.J. Simpson trial it is um, <laughs> Hollywood cannot do it justice. This scene is dramatized in the FX series and they watered it down. Like You can't even Hollywood. It was it was so much that Hollywood could not even uh, accurately depict what happened, uh, what was said. They tried to get the general flavor of it, but it's one of those you just have to go directly to the transcript uh, to appreciate. But that is this coming Thursday. All of the rest of the moments, because the trial has started now for the rest from now to the conclusion lots of direct information about white supremacy racism how it works uh and the re- last week we had the racial showcasing confusion and it was just, the n word this week it will just continue in that manner from now to verdict thursday 8 p.m. eastern 5 p.m. pacific 12 years we have been broadcasting hopefully constructive we are listener supported counter racist radio invest if you think the cows is constructive racism-notes.blogspot.com racism-notes.blogspot.com paypal button is in the top right corner cash app is also linked there cash.app forward slash dollar sign the cows Uh, much obliged to all the folks who have supported for 12 years Drop us an email if you need a physical mailing address. I hope the cows has been continues to be worthy of your time and energy. Uh, Sobriety would be best. Talk about sugars. Alcohol. That is another one. Sneaky way of getting those sugars in. That's Beverages. It would be water. Just drink water. Some things are very simple. That goes to so many. Diabetes. High blood pressure trying to lose weight drink more water check 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 (laughs) hit everything oh you're trying to do athletics drink more water sobriety would be best under conditions of white supremacy in addition to being sober let's be buckled if we're in a vehicle Uh, I'm still saying it would be better to hunker down, go out to get your exercise and that sort of thing. And if you have to grocery shop, I plan to be doing that myself tomorrow. But, man, it is not just going out willy nilly as though there's no problem. Uh, We have the Rona. We've got rowdy whites. We have the inauguration in two days. Uh, There are lots of reports, violent whites plotting their nefarious activities, treasonous, terroristic activities. Uh, For this week, uh, they said, particularly in state capitals, I will uh, just state for the record. I said for the duration of President Obama's time in the White House, I did not think he was going to be assassinated. Now, he did have lots of death threats, assassination attempts. Absolutely. But I said I did not think he would be assassinated. President Joe Biden, this environment like woo. It seems like an environment. It would not surprise me if there's some sort of assassination attempt uh, either this week and or during the uh, four years of his uh, tenure. It would not surprise me at all. Uh, I suspect that the violent whites uh, who've been riding with uh, the Donald for the past four years, I do not think that they are just going to. Uh, concede quietly and fade off into that I do not think that that is going to happen at all Dylan Stormroof at all I think they will have more to say so all of that to say hunker down if you got to go out be very alert Uh, if there is someone being loud rowdy we're not doing like verbal confrontations and things with strangers out in public Uh, If you didn't leave your residence to engage in mortal combat, there is no way you should be thinking this fella that's yelling. He could be armed. In fact, she might have a whole group of cohorts who are also armed and ready for mortal combat. That was not my plan. I was just going out to get Miyoko's cheese. I'm going to get out of here. We'll try to get that cheese tomorrow lots of armed disgruntled whites particularly in the US probably throughout the world but certainly in the US be mindful of that when you are out and about tell your offspring and folks that you you know are concerned about all of that said King's Holiday all of that said creator we ask that you help us remain patient with other black people victims of white supremacy we ask that you help us Remain patient with ourselves. Remind us to demonstrate the highest levels of black self-respect at all times, in all places, each and every time we are in contact with another black person. It has been time. Replace white supremacy with justice immediately. I was actually will conclude i'll give the section just because i had already noted the page from the isis papers this is on page 24 our comment from uh miss bausch she said that it is abnormal to consume milk it is a mutation to consume milk this is on page 24 Dr. Welsing writes sexual intercourse between the isolated albino mutants produced a white race, understanding race as an isolated population, sharing a significant number of common identifying genes. The pattern of isolating individuals with defective genetic patterns is no different than the present day practice of placing genetically abnormal individuals in institutions away from the normal population group. Miss Bausch said, normal people don't digest milk. Another current practice is the isolation of those who are generally different into ghettos, which is an exact parallel to the albino isolation support for my position is found in an article entitled albinism by carl whitcock jr in the 1975 issue of the natural history magazine historically people with various depigmenting conditions including albinism have occupied a spectrum of social positions ranging from outcasts to semi-gods montezuma emperor of the aztecs At the time of Cortez's conquest maintained a museum of living human biological curiosities. Prominent among these people were numerous albinos. People with leprosy, which frequently causes a spotty depigmentation of the skin and hair, are described in biblical literature as the lowest outcasts. Among the San Blas, albinos are semi-outcasts. They participate... Less in daytime tribal activity and are not permitted to marry. Similar in an article entitled Cuna Moonchild Albinism in the Journal of Heredity, Clyde Keeler notes, among other findings, on albinism, the voice quality of albino males is soft and higher pitched than in Moreno normal brown males. In addition, they appear to be deficient in male sex hormone. While they may be fertile, they have a lower phallic posture due to flaccidity. Albinos usually have flabby muscles and reduced muscular strength, as shown by manometer readings. Psychiatric examination of six albinos showed their work to be generally in an intellectual sphere where overcompensation is the rule. Religion serves as a major support for many albinos who take a fatalistic view of life and blame their failures on their albinism, which is God's will. As a usual thing, sexual experience is much more limited in the albinos who until recently were not allowed to marry. While albino males have the reputation of being weakly sexed, albino females are said to be as active sexually as moreno's and they frequently have Illegitimate children. It should be noted that many of the San Blas albinos were indistinguishable from the Scandinavians of Northern Europeans. I will stop there. Uh, let's see. Oh. <laughs> Give one more. She gets one more quote. I'll end it there. The white color of skin is not normal to man, but that by nature he has black or brown skin, like our forefathers, the Hindus, that consequently a white man has never originally sprung from the womb of nature, and that thus there is no such thing as a white race as much as this is talked of, but every white man is a faded or bleached one. I'll stop there. The ISIS papers, the keys to the colors. Dr. Francis Cress Welsing, grandcester. Cow signing out. Thanks all for tuning in.
1: Nigga, you so brainwashed.
3: I'm a victim, brother.
1: Problem. A victim. I'm a victim of 400 years of conditioning. Shut up. The man has programmed my conditioning. Mm -hmm. Even my conditioning has been conditioned. (laughs)